From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Well, 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 this date... 1981, 41 years ago today, I'm about six hours away from saying I do to Margie. I reflected on that a bit this morning, made a nice little post and uh, just thought about how how could 41 years fly by this fast? And we've been together 42 years. But it just doesn't seem possible, which is why the Hurley Doctrine, the Harry Hurley Doctrine of just making every day count. Because it's hard to imagine. Where did it go? I mean, I know we did it. We lived it. The good news is, though, no regrets. I I don't feel that. And I know this is probably the case in some, but but not with us. I, I just have never taken anything for granted, and I've never marked time. I've always tried to make a difference, even if people disagreed or whatever, no matter what. In my 20s, when I was, I guess you would say, an activist, uh to when we launched this at basically age 30. Always believed in not marking time, not wasting time, but making a difference. So if you want to check out my Facebook page, you can see some nice pictures through the years. And uh, happy anniversary, Margie. What if you're a sports fan? Ooh, this was a good weekend. Phillies won the National League Divisional Series. Now, remember, I, I am merely your pocket Kreskin. I said before the playoffs began, you don't want to play the Phillies right now, and you don't want to play the San Diego Padres. And look what happened. I mean, all these 100-plus win teams, the 101-win New York Mets, gone. The 101-win Atlanta Braves, gone at the hands of the Phillies. I mean, you got the Phillies sweeping the mini goofy series, two games to zip, taking it to the Atlanta Braves in four games, and now in the National League Championship Series, four wins away from the World Series. And what did they win? I think 85 games, something like that. Maybe it's 87. Shame they had that little skid in there where they'd have the home field advantage right now. They finished two games behind. I think San Diego won 89. I think the Phillies won 87 games. The Yankees lost two heartbreakers but came through last night. Game 
two in 10 innings. Game three with a two-run lead going into the bottom of the ninth. Horrific use of relief pitching. Which some are saying it's going to cost Aaron Boone his job, which I don't think is fair. He's a very good manager. He just messed that up. But he was weak with uh, relief pitching. And then another thing happened, too, with the rain. They've got this goofy schedule with these days off when you wouldn't expect to get days off. But they planned on that. So you picked your team, your roster, with knowing that people would be getting a day off. But then the rain cancellation forced the Yankees now to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday today all in a row. Now, you don't think you don't think the Yankees would lose tonight on Margie's 41st wedding anniversary, do you? I don't think so. I feel good about it, but it's and it's in Yankee Stadium, which is good. But the pitching is not lined up. Nasty Nestor Cortez will get to pitch. But how many innings will he go? I think Bob Costas and um, who's the other fellow that was with him on TBS? Ron Darling. Uh, they're thinking he'll, he'll pitch two innings or something. Now, he's going to pitch more than that. The guy's a gamer. But definitely the pitching isn't lined up. And then what's going to hurt is the National League Championship Series starts tomorrow. The American League Championship Series starts Wednesday. So there'll only be one day before it begins. You won't be lined up with Garrett Cole, with Nestor Cortez. So you're probably looking at, would that be Severino on short rest? I mean, it's it's a mess. That first game could be like a bullpen game for the Yankees going up against the Houston Astros. Houston Astros all lined up with Verlander and their whole crew ready to go. So big disadvantage. But then again, that's the uh, that's the way it goes. If you take care of your business and you win in three games, hey, the Mariners, I got to tell you, I'm convinced they are the hard luck team. No doubt about it. Anybody out there, I know one guy uh, who I know well that's a Mariners fan. I mean, he, he must have been catatonic. They, they they lost, they blew an enormous lead and lost that game. And then they lost, what, the third game in 18 innings. Two games. Two nine-inning games in one. And they lost that. I've always found, but I guess if you're good, you also seemingly are lucky. But the Astros seem to be, they are good. But they seem to be so incredibly lucky. Crazy luck. I don't like the team. They were cheaters, and I just don't like the team at all. But I have to say, going into it, it's going to be a tough series. If the Yankees can get by Cleveland tonight, Cleveland's actually lined up better to go up against, pitching-wise, to go up against the Houston Astros and the Yankees will be. The Yankees are a mess right now with the fact that they just had to pitch everybody and the bullpen is depleted and the closer wasn't available two nights in a row. I mean, it just... mm. The series should be over. 
Now, if the series was over, then you'd have two days in between. Actually, if they could have closed it out, they should have closed it out. I'm trying to think. Wait a minute now. Yeah, they could. They could have easily closed it out and had an extra day or two. Worst case scenario, usually you would win one of the two games that went incredibly sideways on the Yankees, the the extra inning game and then the game where they blew the two-run lead. Then they came back and won last night. So these were the scenarios we talked about. The Phillies could win, and I thought they would. I said the Yankees either will have won or it could be two to two and, and a decisive fifth game tonight in Yankee Stadium, and that's what we got. And then, of course... And we'll save most of this for the 9 o'clock hour. The Philadelphia Eagles. Tremendous victory. I think the bye week, I think it's earlier than I would like. But a lot of people got hurt last night. So it's probably very, very good time to have two weeks off. Then they play the Steelers at home. Then they play Houston on the road. Very good chance the Eagles will be at least 8-0. I would expect them to beat Pittsburgh. Although Pittsburgh, with the backup quarterback, is another one of those crazy things, better than the starting quarterback, in my view. You might see that switch now. Who is it? Treblitzky or something? Uh, So they won a game that you wouldn't have expected them to win. Tom Brady, I have to say, if you don't believe that your personal life, if your personal life is a mess, your professional life becomes a mess. He's yelling at his teammates. They're three and three. Lost an ugly game. Another two-point conversion away from tying the game. It's two weeks in a row. And they're just a mess right now. A three and three hot mess. But I think that's good enough. Uh either for a tie, let me check real quick, either for a tie in their division lead or they're still up a game. Let's see what we got here. Pocket Kreskin had a good weekend, though. All right, let's check these standings out. Yeah, they're in a tie with Atlanta. Oh, yeah, Atlanta had a great win. That's a game you didn't expect them to win either. They're not a bad team. They played the Eagles tough. So three and three. Tampa Bay, get it, is one and two at home, two and one on the road, two and oh in the division. That's helpful. Atlanta is oh and two in the division. That's big. And Tampa Bay is three and one in the conference. Atlanta is two and three. So that's um, when you get the tiebreaker in your favor, that's like leading by a game. It's a big, big deal. All right, that's it for the sports for now. Um, We'll talk Eagles in the nine o'clock hour. I look forward to that. When we come back, I'll share with you. Oh, this is bad news for Democrats. Very bad news. CBS poll, and of course, 
They polled unlikely voters, but I'm going to share the results with you anyhow. Just understand the results are far worse than what I'm going to share with you because they didn't poll likely voters. They they purposely poll unlikely voters. You got to love it. Fox News commentary. Nancy Pelosi threatened to punch out our former president, proving once again the left is fine with political violence so long as they're inflicting it. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Businesses don't run on automation or algorithms alone. What powers businesses are your people and the people they serve. At Cintas, your dedicated service reps understand what you need to help you keep your employees feeling safe, comfortable, and performing their best. So your business can too. For workwear, essential cleaning products, first aid and safety supplies, and fire protection services, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. In a previously unseen video that aired on CNN late last week, Speaker Pelosi can be heard threatening to punch Donald Trump out if he approached the Capitol on January 6th. But that's not all. She also said she's been waiting for this and that she'd punch him, go to jail, and be happy about it. Boy, for all the grief Donald Trump got for not being presidential, I'm going to go ahead and say relishing the thought of punching out a sitting president isn't very congressional, Nancy. But are the Democrats at all condemning her threat of violence? No, of course not. They're applauding it as valiant and brave. They whine and cry, Jan. January 6th to their blue in the face, but somehow when it comes to the countless examples of violence against conservatives, they're dead silent or cheering it. So next time a Democrat wants to yammer on about the horror of January 6th, remind them how little they actually care about public and political decency. I'm Tommy Lahren. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, yes, a dear friend of mine was just texting me, uh, sharing with me, but I knew it already, uh, that your 401k is down 25%. So depending on the size of your 401k, the average, if you take it all and average it, the average is down $34,000. The average 401k had $135,000 in it, and it's down to 101. But keep in mind, I forgot to write this to my friend. Even though it may be down 25%, the spending power, I don't care what they say about a strong dollar, the prices are so bad, so high. Save me the strong dollar. Crap. It's disastrous. Your 101 is probably worth 75, maybe. So CBS, get ready. This is um, very interesting. Headline reads, CBS poll, GOP turns tide on Dems' momentum in midterms. See, they had this, I, I told you not to let it get to you. I still have a friend, though, that won't believe me. And thinks Democrats are going to win. I said they're not going to win. They're going to lose the majority of governorships. They're going to lose the majority in the House. They're probably going to lose the majority in the Senate. They're not going to win. They're going to lose state houses. And they're going to lose local races, county races. This is this is a Republican wave election that's coming. 
But I love this this lingo. Republicans have staved off a Democrat run through the summer months. Yeah, they thought they were having a great summer abortion and all these issues that aren't even on the top of mind. Republicans lead in every possible area you can think of. 80% say the economy is the number one issue. 76% say inflation. I count that really, that all should be merged. Crime, just under 70%. But isn't it funny, though? They polled unlikely voters. And still, the GOP has a two-point lead in Democrats on the generic ballot. Now, understand, the generic ballot, if that favors Republicans, then, oh, my goodness, is it going to be an avalanche because of the disproportionate California, New York, so on and so forth. Democrats can lead in the generic sampling, the generic ballot, but then lose on election day, which now they're losing the generic ballot and they're going to lose the election. 70% in the CBS poll said that the Biden administration should have done more to curb inflation. Something like 75% say the economy is getting worse. This number, but again, it's unlikely voters. 45% of voters say that Biden's policies bear a great deal of responsibility for the economy. But you got to add to that another 25% say that Biden policies bears some responsibilities. So if you add them together, 70%. Amazingly, because Democrats typically lie in these surveys, sorry, but you do. Sorry, not sorry. Only 8% say that Biden bears no responsibility for the struggling economy. 8%. You don't see that kind of number ever in these lying polls that they do. Republicans win on who would do a better job with the economy, who would um, do a better job in all these areas. Interesting to note, younger voters long a Democrat stronghold are less enthusiastic about voting in these midterms. I'm telling you right now, Democrats have lost Hispanics. If they've lost the younger vote, it is going to be so bad for them. I'm telling you, you may see some things. You might see Lee Zeldin win New York. This Hokel is awful, terrible. All right, much more after this. Don't go away. It's 30 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you, and we know it, and we thank you. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Uh, yes, it is, and it's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now. On our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office Dawn Patrol strikes again. It's gone viral. 
read about it. We filed that yesterday. The Pizza and Pasta Northeast Epic uh, Expo is in Atlantic City today. That's big news. And Atlantic City area residents sent us their comfort food items. We loved it. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Today's weather is going to be unsettled, our only rain chance for the next 7 to 10 days, and it won't be a huge soaker. We face a few rain showers and maybe a thunderstorm into this evening. Mostly cloudy skies, seasonable high temperature around 66. Slowly drying out and clearing out late tonight, low of 46. Tomorrow cooler, high of 55, clouds to sun in the 50s again Wednesday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Hey, Ma, roof's leaking. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Free. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I can't wait till the evening of November 8th, and I guess we're going to have to wait because the Democrats make it that way. The Democrat media won't call races, and these Democrat states and some of the battleground states They've changed their voting rules, so you have to wait. You can, oh, you got two weeks, two years to get your ballots in. So we have to wait for that. So we'll, we'll, we'll know the House on the evening of the 8th, and then it begins. And we'll know a bunch of the governor's races and probably not know. But, of course, if it's an absolute wave, crazy blowout election, then we'll even know the results of the Senate that night. If any votes that are outstanding just simply cannot change the result, then we'll know that night. But um, I, if I had to predict, because they just won't call them, they, they just want to, unless Democrats are winning, then, of course, it's over in three seconds. But I do see change, and then I see the election so clearly. I close my eyes. I hear the media analyzing what happened. Then they'll use that to get rid of Biden. Get ready. It's coming. And when the Republicans have subpoena power, Joe Biden and Jim Biden and Hunter Biden and uh, Anthony Fauci and all these people are going to be under oath. And it's going to be it's going to be something else to behold. So I want to give you I went into the tabulars. The CBS News YouGov Battleground Tracker poll. They polled 2,068 registered voters. Not likely voters, though. Because why, why, why would you pick what is likely when you can pick what's unlikely? Makes sense, right? Here's another poll. Are you ready? Although, you know, I've been saying this for so long. We desperately need polling reform. So bad. A poll that came out Friday after we signed off, way after we signed off. It was released about 8 p.m. on Friday of last week. Washington Post Ipsos. That's I-P-S-O-S. Washington Post Ipsos poll shows Democrats with a net of 63 percent support among Hispanic voters. 36 percent for Republicans. When this was last surveyed, Democrats received 75 percent 
of the Hispanic vote, Republicans 25%. So Democrats are down 12, Republicans are up 11. I love the way the Democrat media explains it. The shrinking advantage for Democrats appears to have its roots in the economy and a tepid approval of President Joe Biden's job performance during the past two years. Uh, You think illegal immigration has anything to do with it, too? They don't want to talk about that. Now, here's what they did again, though. They polled 1,933 Hispanic adults, 1,088 registered voters. Once again, they polled unlikely voters. So understand that that is underrepresenting what's going to happen. It's going to be dramatically different. I never thought, even with all the crazy uh, Biden with his ice cream cone, did you see that babbling fool eating an ice cream cone, talking while he's eating, and just absolutely making no sense? Crunch, 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 crunch. He's got the waffle cone. Always has the big waffle cone with a whole lot of ice cream in it. And I don't understand how he thinks that this is a good optic, him eating some super duper large jumbo magnum ice cream waffle cone with big scoops of ice cream and then babbling oh, i'm not concerned about the strong dollar and he says all these things then he says and i'm not joking oh really you're not joking that's even worse Maybe you should just leave that open to interpretation. Then people can say, well, he's he's not serious about that. No, no, he's telling you he's not joking. I'm not joking. Way out there. But here's what I thought I'd never see. But maybe he is creepy. So maybe you would expect to see it. This is a guy sniffs women's hair, rubs them when they don't want to be touched. They get all skeeved out. You watch them go like, whoa, it's it's terrible. It's harassment. But Biden was offering this was a great weekend for Joe Biden. What a mess. He's he's getting so much worse. I'm telling you, this is terrible. It's really, really getting bad. But he was giving unsolicited dating advice to women. You think about this. Joe Biden You can't make this up. Giving dating advice to women. So he's talking about lowering drug costs, stopping for photos with young women and others. And then he leans in to give her advice. The New York Post broke this story. Quote, now a very important thing. Quote, I told my daughters and granddaughters No serious guys until you're 30. Biden creepily, he's the creeper. He really is. He did this while creeping and leaning in very close. So the young woman laughed at him, didn't laugh with him, laughed at him and said, quote, okay, I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) Now, this is this is 
pretty amazing that this even exists, this film, because the Secret Service, they were trying to prevent the person from filming it. Why? What do you, why? Something wrong? Biden made a similar statement before, including telling girls at a Philadelphia elementary school his advice for their future love lives. They also awkwardly laughed at him. You understand, he is always been creepy. He's always been creepy and unwanting, touchy-feely, smelly. Because that's, I don't know about you, that's pretty weird stuff, smelling women's hair. It's just very weird. Not for him, though. Not for the creeper. But now with his diminished cognitive abilities, he is completely unfiltered. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. There's going to be some he'll blurt it out in some public event. They won't be able to to edit it. They won't be able to stop it. They won't be able to hide it. But it's going to happen. I promise you what already has come on. The guy's been turned around. He saw someone that wasn't there. He put his hand out to shake their hand. Then he, then he, if you ever see it, all these events, he's always lost. He doesn't know where to turn. He always turns multiple ways. It's, I'm not saying this. It's, it's not with any joy. It's, it's with great sadness and shame on the people. That allowed this to happen. Never, never, ever should have happened. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. And this should happen. Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is nine minutes before the top of the hour. I was just during the break all of a sudden thinking about, hey, what's the weather going to be like tonight for this game five? New York Yankees, Cleveland Guardians. And I look at, I, of course, I pull up my Dark Sky app because it's never wrong. You realize, I, I mean, honestly, I've been on this app since my children introduced it to me. I guess it's been from the very beginning of its existence. Because it's going out. Of, unfortunately, uh, Apple bought it and they're going to they bought it to to close it, which stinks because it's really good but it's never been wrong i mean for vacation for events that we do for times that i care what the weather is i don't usually care about the weather unless there's an outdoor reason to care about it golf tournament if you have plans you know this kind of thing vacation then i care about it a lot but the rain and it's always called light rain. This is not good. And it rained. I don't know if you heard. Uh, it, it rained here a few hours ago. I don't know what it's doing right now. But I could actually hear it. So I washed my car this morning here at Broadcast Center, which multitasking is my middle name. So the rain in New York started at 5 o'clock a.m. It's going to go until 9 a.m. Light rain. Then it'll stop from 11 until 1 p.m., 11 a.m., 
to one. I'm sorry, uh, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. It will not be raining. Then from 1 p.m. through 11 p.m., it will be light rain. So this game either is going to get rained out or they're going to play in light rain, which they do play in light rain. I just feel like this series is jinxed. Terrible. And look, you got to get it in. If you call it for tonight, they definitely could get it in tomorrow. But then you would be starting the American League Championship Series on Wednesday, the next day, if this game isn't played tonight. That would really wreck whichever team, the Yankees or Cleveland, that come out of this. So, yeah, bad luck. At least it's light rain. But that that has a bearing. Pitchers getting the grip. Things happen. Slick conditions, fielding, and so on. What a um, what a horrible week last week was. I believe twelve police officers were killed last week. Definitely shot. Eleven or twelve shot last week. I think it's twelve now. It was eleven. It, this is a direct byproduct of Biden and the socialist Democrats and them trashing police officers. Remember, we said a long time ago, and please, no credit. I'm just reminding you that we were on this from the beginning. You cannot have a good result when you trash authority the way that they did. And then you get like Larry Krasner lenient on criminals this recipe for absolute disaster is 100% guaranteed cops getting killed ambushed fake calls fake 911 calls and they're screaming and somebody's shot and all these lies then the cops come there and they just blow them away it's terrible And I hate to say it, but we have the Joe Biden Democrats, Schumer, Pelosi, all of you to thank for it. You you undermined authority. Remember, they always trash Republicans if Republicans just speak the truth about what they're doing. They tell you, you can't do that. You're going to get somebody killed. Meanwhile, they had somebody almost kill Brett Kavanaugh. And don't tell me that Chuck Schumer's language Uh, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, you're not going to know what's going to hit you. The whirlwinds, Uh, you know, I mean, on and on. They can do whatever they want. And they feel they have no responsibility for it. We need to hold them accountable. If you think about it, it used to be a rare occurrence. Now it's a daily occurrence. What's the only thing that's changed? And that is the Democrats and their trash the police, coddle the criminal, no cash bail, all their permissive reforms. This guy Krasner ran. I'm going to be a progressive uh, DA. This Krasner actually goes after cops. 
and doesn't go after bad guys. If this guy Fetterman were to win, this guy lets some of the worst people go you can't even imagine. Doug Mastriano is going to lose. But I want to share something with you that he said. He's the um, the Pennsylvania gubernatorial nominee. They tagged him. He's wrecked. They ruined him. He has no chance. Fortunately, Oz is above him on the ballot because he would be a real drag uh, on anybody below him. Not a bad guy. Uh, they just sometimes this happens. You get tagged. They got you and they ruin you. He's been ruined. But he said that Ron DeSantis warned him about October suppression polls. Now, you know, we've been telling you about that for over 30 years. There's no doubt about it. These Democrat polls and notice they're all Democrat polls for, for the most part. There's just a couple that aren't. It's a Washington Post, this thing or that. The Ipsos, uh, Bajipso, you know, NBC, CBS, ABC, Washington Post. It's all Democrats. And I keep trying to tell you that they only do it to push Democrats. That's the reason they do it. They're not looking to find out what's really happening. I don't know what we're going to do about it, but we need polling reform. We desperately need it. I, I mentioned to you um, earlier what a, what a weekend Joe Biden had. He was promoting uh, coffee machine tax credits. He had this flood-filled speech that I can't even put into words. There were just so many crazy things in it. Uh, the coffee machine is not eligible for the tax credit. I know it's shocking that the president misspoke, but his entire weekend was – Mashugana. Crazy. Bat bleep crazy. One flew over the cuckoo's nest crazy. Biden said the Inflation Reduction Act has to do with your ability to get tax credits for buying if you need a new coffee machine. Really, Joe? No, that's not what it's for. You don't get a tax credit for your new coffee machine. I can promise you. All right. Well, a very, very important part of the program has just arrived, and it is the wide open forum portion of the program. So all you have to do, so simple, just call me at 609-407-1450. While you're on hold, you'll hear the radio station playing in real time. No delay when you're on hold. Uh, Seven second tape delay uh, if you're not. If you're listening on the app or on the radio, but 609-407-1450, I want to take your calls right now. It's open forum early in the morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground... 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. About seven minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. An open phone line. We're in wide open forum all this hour, which means you're not changing the subject, so don't worry about that. Whatever you want to talk about, you put on the table. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, Dan, we had you. I don't know why you hung up at your your moment of truth. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yes, and a scoop of ice cream thought of the waffle cone of uh, our commander-in-chief. And he says, there goes the left of my, what's just left of my brain. <laughs> no, that didn't happen, but it could have. <laughs> it would have never got air time, of course. But anyway, uh, yeah, I would discuss... Uh, Louder with Crowder. He's been sponsored by uh, Mark Levin. He's not conspiratorial. He's conspiratorial friendly. Stephen Crowder. And he had Alex Jones on for a guest. Now, I remember back in 2015-16, he was promoting, very much promoting uh, President Trump, then candidate Trump. Yeah. And, yes, they went on the attack against him then. Um, now, he did say that the, uh, the Sandy Hook shooting did occur then. He did say that Adam Lanza was uh, put up to it. I believe that. I still believe that. Well, wait a minute. You're saying he said that it did happen. The whole reason that he's been sued and that he's been just squashed now, he's been crushed in two different courts, is because he says it didn't happen, that it was, that it's fake. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Uh, you have to watch out for Ajon Provocateurs, because Ray Epps is an Ajon Provocateur for the left, and some some uh, professors with tenure had said that actually, no, it didn't happen. And he started believing them. And he finally came out and said, no, I don't believe it happened. But he did say before he was the lawsuit, he did say to, to you parents of those kids, I want to talk to you before the mainstream media gets involved. He did say that before the lawsuit. Now, he did say he was wrong and he did apologize for it. But here's the thing. Alex Jones, that's his stick. He knows that there's a shadow government, that his big brother runs a show from behind the scenes. So wouldn't he, he has, he, what his problem is, he has, a foot and mouth disease. That's what his problem is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of his uh, gutsy, um, and I'm not saying there's been no good work. My friend Roger Stone used to do a show uh, on his platform, uh, but there was just something about him. Somebody that's willing when families have been absolutely destroyed forever, and they are willing to say that your children didn't die, that it's all fake. I mean, that is just that's just cruel. It's just so bad. It, it was obvious. I mean, these families weren't faking. Their children were bludgeoned and they buried their children. The only thing I wasn't sure of is I didn't know in this country that you could recover for someone having an opinion on a subject. Somebody in the media, he is in the media. He has an opinion. His opinion is garbage. He's he's cruel and it's wrong what he did. I just didn't know that you could recover like that. And and this latest round, he got hit with just under a billion dollars. And by the way, that's before the judge 
assigns punitive damages. Alex Jones is I don't know what he's worth because it's it's kind of sketchy. And some people are saying that he filed for bankruptcy and and all these different things. I'm not totally um, conversant on everything, but I have been following it. Uh, he'll never be able to pay these awards. Now, he did gross 66 million bucks in 2022. But after he paid his lawyers and paid off his staff and all paid for the lighting, et cetera, and audio video for his show, he has about a million and a half bucks left in his account, which for the working average working class man, that's a lot of cash. But anyway, actually, what what made me not favorable toward Alex Jones was my, William Melton Cooper. And he said he's a consummate BS artist and he is callous. He, even back in the 1990s, Bill Cooper said he's a callous man. He holds, for any, he'll do anything for ratings. So that's the problem with Alex Jones. But I... I got educated through that dude, man, because uh, Aaron Russo, producer of uh, movie uh, Trading Places with uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, he was also the music. Uh, he was a he was the man business manager for Bette Midler for a time there. So he's a guy that has some uh, clout, and he actually Nicholas Rockefeller, the grandson of David Rockefeller, had invited him into the Order of the Illuminati. He claims, okay, uh, they're going to put the microchip in. They're going to go to a cashless society. They're they're nuts. These people are kooks. When <laughs> that's coming from you, the conspiratorium Rush Chairman. Now, you say you learn. Educated is the term you use. You've been educated by Alex Jones. I find so much of what he says not true, and incredible. Uh, how do you know what you're? How do you know what you're being educated about that it's of any use? Okay, okay. Uh, for instance, uh, Russell Means, a 100% Lakota Native American Indian, co-founder of the American Indian Movement, loves our Constitution because it's based on Native American Indian law. So I fell through the rabbit hole with that. And the Iroquois Constitution, founded by Daganawida, the guy in Asco, the Great Law of Peace, was a significant inspiration to James Madison. I learned that from a guest, his guest not him particularly, but the guest that he has, unlike Roger Stone, for instance. But yeah, he he's he's he is to a large degree a carnival bar, a, a carnival barker. Yeah, he is. I agree. And yes, that's what's unfavorable. The, the, my unfavorable opinion of him is there. Of course, he's a carnival barker, and he's. Um, I'm trying to think of the uh, the old timey uh, evangelist back in the 20th century that you know that would rouse up audiences with a bunch of BS. And uh, hey, he's like that, of, of course. But his guests are he has great guests. Roger Stone. Um, uh, Aaron Russo's there, there's a couple of examples, but uh, I, I I think that a billion dollars, man, that that's punitive damages on top of all that. No, that that's just compensatory damages. Uh, it's not punitive damages. Evidently, the judge is going to be assigning punitive damages or approving them. Uh, I don't even know what that's going to make the ultimate figure, but. Even right now at a billion, just under a billion, and then he had the previous verdict against him that was in the, I believe, tens of millions. And then there's evidently more that's coming. He's he's finished. Well, he should have he thought of that before he opened his big mouth up. Let me call it. Yeah, you got a flash. That is the reality right there. Hang in there. When we come back, we're coming right back to your calls. You'll join us next right after the break. Uh, Eight o'clock hour is going to be as follows. First portion to be announced. 845 to nine o'clock. We're going to visit with Bill Oakley. Bill Oakley is the food group show manager, uh, show director for the pizza. It's the fourth annual Northeast P3 
Pizza and Pasta Expo. This is um, a very big Italian restaurant industry trade show. Pizzerias, Italian restaurants. Uh, it's a trade show. There's going to be – it started yesterday. It finishes up today, full day today with some of the most talented chefs that are going to be doing demonstrations. I mean this is really something. It's an industry trade show though. It's not open to the public. But we're going to visit with Bill. We'll get an update. Now they haven't been able to do this for two years because of COVID-19. So after a two-year hiatus, uh, this is back in Atlantic City. We wrote an article about this because this is the typical kind of thing that Meet AC is booking where you're looking at 3,000 room nights. You're looking at like 5,000 conventioneers and probably $3 million in economic overall benefit. This is the kind of business that you want in Atlantic City. It's, it's really, really great business. We'll be back 609-407-1450. An open phone line approaching 16 minutes past the hour. Here's Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. The problem the Democratic Party, the modern Democratic Party has now is they are a socialist party. The radicals run the entire show there's no such thing as a moderate democrat such a such a group does not exist anymore you don't have joe lieberman's in the democratic party of today they don't exist the inflation report by the way has dashed the democrats hope of changing the economic narrative that's for sure i mean if they had any hope of saying oh we turn the economy around uh that's gone because if you look at the price of everything you're paying it's all self-induced all of this was preventable we are all suffering needlessly because of their climate alarmism their cult their religion and that's how they view it it's a religion to them check out the sean hannity radio show later today right here Hey, do you want to improve your shooting? Of course you do. Now you're going to love Mantis X. Now they have improved my shooting dramatically. It is a must-have for every responsible gun owner. Now the Mantis X is a high-tech but simple-to-use system used extensively, by the way, by the military. And it improves your shooting quickly and will give you the confidence in your ability to protect what you love. Now here's how it works. You attach the Mantis X to your firearm. You connect with an app on your smartphone or tablet or Bluetooth. It gives instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct your technique. Now, the Mantis X is like a firearms instructor right in your pocket. And 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. And Mantis X is the best way to train at home. No driving to the range, no spending money on range fees and ammo. You're going to save a ton of money and improve your shooting. So start improving today. Just go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Thank you. Welcome back. 609-407-1450. Open phone line 20. One, almost 22 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. At 8.05-ish, usually it's about 8.06, we're going to visit with former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway. 
We're going to talk about the upcoming Board of, Ele- Board of Education elections, the upcoming ballot question, because it's so apparent to see that small mayor is very concerned about this question. They've run a, a, a very odd, deceptive campaign uh, about it because they can't they can't beat it on the merits. So they have to run some weirdo dishonest campaign about it. So we'll talk about all that coming up. And then we're going to visit with the food group show director from the fourth annual pizza and pasta Northeast Expo. It's an Italian restaurant industry trade show that is at the Atlantic City Convention Center yesterday and today. And it's a big event. It's a big, big piece of business for Atlantic City as well. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Boss, 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 man. How are you, sir? Uh, Very well. Got a game five tonight. Eagles beat the Cowboys. Uh, Your Giants keep winning. Uh, Life is good. Yeah, we made a lot of predictions on Friday. I said four things to you. I said, I I, I think, watch out for the Phillies. Remember, I said, watch out for the Phillies. Well, you're talking to the Nostradamus. I, I said, watch out for the Phillies and San Diego before the playoffs even started. I said, they're the two teams you don't want to be playing right now. And they both, you look at these playoffs, Mets 101 wins, knocked out. Braves 101 wins, knocked out. Atlanta Braves 111 wins, knocked out. And Houston was very fortunate. Looks like a route, but those games all could have gone the other way. Uh, so they get by the only uh, higher-seeded team to get by. And if the Yankees get by, 99-win team, uh, then they'll move on. If Cleveland wins, that will be proving my point that basically these wild-card teams, for whatever reason, and I think I've I've nailed it over the years, because they have to play playoff style playoff atmosphere having to win to get in keep on playing and don't have the rest i think somebody's going to take a look and say this rest wasn't great for the teams that had to sit and wait uh so a lot of factors went into all this yeah i completely concur i get it um i'm I'm on board with you and then then i said I, i know the eagles are going to take dallas and I, I thought the Giants were going to take uh, Baltimore. Yeah. So I think we went four for four on Friday, you yeah. and I. But yeah. anyway. Good, good, uh, good. But, for, yeah, I, I wish the Yankees would have won one of those impossibly close games and it would be over. The 10-inning game or the one where they had the two-run lead going in the bottom of the ninth. You usually will win that uh, like they did last night. They shut them right down in the bottom of the ninth. But we'll see what happens tonight. I, I feel good about it. I, first of all, the rain might be a problem but we'll um we'll wait and see hey hey Harry, listen to this yeah i know you're high tech okay i know you're high tech if you could uh, on the break or something pull up the uh this is political now the the maria bartiromo interview with I, I heard it i heard it you're going to talk about the maria bartiromo interview with Congresswoman Dingle. Is that what you were going to say? Dingle. Dingle. If you can play that for your listening audience, 
I'm telling you, this will describe the entire Democratic Party. I've never heard anything like that in my life. Yeah, she was screaming. And I mean, Maria Bartiromo was also uh, raising her voice. But it was it was crazy. She said she had talked to President Biden about immigration. Then when Maria Bartiromo said, when did you speak to him about immigration? Then she said, I didn't talk to him directly about immigration. I mean, Dingle, who usually is very composed, she was a mess. Then it got to fentanyl and and uh, Dingle talked about, you know, don't talk to me about drugs. I directly lost family members. I mean, this was it, it was crazy. Can you play that? Because so your listening audience can hear it. It's hilarious. It's it's. I mean, it's the epitome of the Democratic Party right there in a nutshell. That one interview. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, the answer Did is yes. Play it? Play. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Play it for the your listening audience because that will describe the entire Democratic Party in in in, a, in thirty seconds. We'll do it. You know what I mean? Yep, I do know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Anybody that didn't hear it, you should want to hear it because it is, as Matt says, it is a case study and they are. I th- well, here's the thing. They know they're about to lose. She's going to go into the minority party. They hate that. Uh, once they become the minority party, then they'll go back to their old tricks. You know, they'll, they'll be pretending that they can fix everything. But we already know the thing that they're the best at is breaking things. They don't fix anything. They have never fixed anything. Right. right. I mean, these are two women going nose to nose. Yeah. And Maria Bartiromo put her in a corner so bad, you got to hear her stutter and, and not be able to answer. Well, she, she has at this one point, she has this almost alien babble, which I don't know what she was saying, Matt. Mm-hmm. It was, it was it was inaudible. It was it was it was like of another world. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it's amazing to me. I, I, I never heard anything like that. I, I said, wow, I got to talk to Harry about that. And we'll do it. You know, we'll do it. All right. All right, Bob. OK. Thanks See you. Yeah, you got it. Good to talk to you. This portion of early in the morning, uh, pleased to advise you, brought to you by Perfect Basement. Now, Perfect Basement, the the name basically will tell you what they do, but they do a whole lot more than just at one glance. Uh, Perfect Basement is is a fabulous company. If you're dealing with mold or any type of issue with um, a basement that, that is collecting moisture or flooding, for example, even flooding during rain events, they will do a fabulous job for you. No question about it. So let me let me jump to the break. We'll come back and we'll give you all the particulars, how you can reach Perfect Basement and some neat things about this wonderful company. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is Hurley in the Morning. On WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. All because of you. Thank you. And we know it's all because of you. Only because of you. 609-407-1415, open phone line. Then, of course, I have my homework assignment. I've got to get the Maria Bartiromo audio. And then we'll share that with you coming up uh, while we have time 
in this next segment. And if you want to jump in, phone lines are clear. 609-407-1450. Dateline Atlantic City for the whole 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk uh, civics, government, politics, school board politics. Uh, Sometimes that's some of the worst politics. Trust me when I tell you that. It shouldn't be any, and it's it's. But in bizarro world, of course, the opposite would be true, and it is the worst politics, school board politics. And then we'll have the uh, visit with Bill Oakley, the food group show director for the fourth annual Pizza and Pasta Northeast Expo at the Atlantic City Convention Center. It was here yesterday through today. Great chefs, great content. Uh, unbelievable trade show if you're in the pizza or the Italian restaurant industry. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office Dawn Patrol strikes again. Check out my story. It's uh, going viral as we speak. I mentioned Pizza and Pasta Northeast returns to Atlantic City. Check that out. We wrote about that. And the Atlantic City area residents who wrote my request on my Facebook page, you sent some amazing winter comfort foods, which we have chronicled. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Temperatures mainly in the 50s this morning. I hate to say it, but this will be the warmest morning for the next week or so with some changes on the way. And that includes some rain showers as today goes along. Hit or miss, maybe a thunderstorm this evening. Mostly cloudy skies with a high of 66, typical for this time of year. Drying out, clearing out tonight, low 46. Clouds the sun tomorrow, but a high of only 55. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Hey, Ma, roof's leaking. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. We're back 37 minutes past the hour. I mentioned this portion of our program brought to us in part by Perfect Basement. Great team. Brian is awesome. Everyone that is associated with Perfect Basement. We've been seeing the damage that storms can cause. If rain leads to water in your basement or crawl space, reach out to Perfect Basement for a completely free, no pressure inspection for waterproofing, mold remediation, and foundation repair. Perfect Basement is family owned, based here in South Jersey, licensed and certified and accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Ask about fall discounts and special services for realtors. Visit perfectbasement.com. That's perfectbasement.com. Tell Brian that Harry Hurley sent you. All right, under the heading, uh, you asked for it. Here we go. Maria Bartiromo. And um, Congresswoman Debbie Dingell of Michigan. It's epic. It's savage. 
That is what every single person that has a microphone, that is what every single person should do to these Democrats. She was babbling and stammering and stuttering and spitting and she didn't. And you got to see it. Oh, my gosh. It's it's one thing to listen to the spoken word. You got to see this. Uh, It it is an epic takedown. uh, And. That's what needs to be done. They need to be exposed. She said she did speak to the president about uh, immigration. Then when Maria Bartiromo said, well, what did you what did you talk to him about? Oh, well, I didn't talk to him about immigration. Then she says, well, OK, so then you didn't talk to him about immigration. I mean, they lie. This is what they do. Liars who lie about lying. And here's the crazy thing. I know this is going to make your head explode. But she's one of the better Democrats. <laughs> the other ones, they won't even come on. So that's what this November 8th is about. It's about all of it. It's about three million illegals here since Joe Biden has been president. It's about eight and a half percent inflation. But, you know, that's a lie because everything's up 20 and 30 and more percent. You know what I noticed? And for a moment, I thought I got a good deal. Every Halloween, we get about, I don't know, 30 
40 pounds of candy because we have hundreds of kids that come by and we want to be a safe stop. And that's the whole thing. This Halloween, please. And if you want to read up on something I wrote a few weeks back, you can't take your kids. I don't give dictates very often, but you can't take your kids to areas you don't know. You can't do it anymore. It used to be safe. It's not anymore. You have to take your your children to friends and family and relatives and people on the same block that you know. So anyhow, I thought I was getting a good deal. And I found out that it's $2 more per bag than it used to be. And I thought, well, all right, that's a lot, but it's not that bad. We get many bags of it, though, so it adds up. But it's no longer five and a half pounds. It's three and a half pounds. So this is the scam. And it's been a stair- staircase step effect. Everything got smaller and they were charging the same price. Now everything is smaller and it costs more. And that's what we get because of elections having consequences. All of this was preventable. We wouldn't have any of this going on right now. We would be energy independent. We would still be a net oil exporter. We would not, uh, Ukraine would never have been invaded by Russia. Afghanistan would never have been handled the way that it was. The economy wouldn't be the way that it was. I ask you, and I understand we're, we're living in a very hyper partisan country. Just tell me something. No one will, no one will take me up on this. Tell me something that's better now than it was two years ago. Tell me. I mean, this president is more divisive than the last president. There's no question about that. He just doesn't get the same treatment. It's terribly, terribly divisive, the things he says and does. I've been asking and asking and asking. Somebody tell me just one thing that's better than it was two years ago. Just one. Can you do it? I don't think so. Nobody has yet. Six own because you'd be lying. Nothing's better. Your four hundred one k is down an average of thirty four thousand dollars. That's not thirty four thousand on millions and millions of dollars. That's thirty four thousand down from one hundred and thirty four thousand. Twenty five percent. Look at every single thing. Everything, I remember this was said years ago, everything that should be up is down. Everything that should be down is up. It's all broken at one time. Usually, I mean, you have something that's not going great at any given time. Everything is broken. Civility is gone. The economy is terrible. Real estate is now in the process of not going great. That's always a bad sign for the economy. You have these losers says, oh, I think in 12 or 18 months, we're going to have a a recession. They actually, you think people believe that this is not a recession right now? Who, Who could possibly believe? Oh, sometime in the next 12 to 18 months, we might have a recession. Oh, really? What's this called then? Is this good news? 
Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 51 minutes past the hour. If you run into Margie Hurley today, please wish her a very happy 41st wedding anniversary to that devilishly handsome husband of hers. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How you doing? I am well. Good morning to you. Uh, one thing I I noticed that's different with Biden is the uh, at least it appears to be the race the, the racial rhetoric is down. Oh, how can you say that? Don't don't leave me though. Don't leave me. We're gonna have a split decision on this. This administration, that's all they've done between him and uh, Kamala Harris and the whole Biden crew. They're dividing everybody by race. You don't see that. No, let me go back. Let me go back to when Trump was president. You didn't hear anybody talking like that. African-Americans had the highest employment rate in history, highest wages in history. And that's when the wage went a lot further than it goes today. There was no talk about divisive, you know, issues between races. This administration, everything they do is race baiting. We're just going to we're going to have to respectfully agree to disagree on this one this administration has been awful when it comes to race relations and harry yes one other thing uh you know you last week you was talking about a man who hit a ball out of yankee stadium you know josh gibson did that too I I didn't know that. Yeah, Mantle did it evidently three times, four times, something like that. Never in a game. He had one that was on its way out, and it hit some sign right before leaving the stadium. Uh, They actually measured it that it would have been over 600 and some feet. I mean, something crazy. They also say that Babe Ruth had a ball 700 feet. Josh Gibson was one of the greatest baseball players in the history of the world. My grandfather played with Josh Gibson. Oh. My grandfather played on the Crawfords and the Homestead Grays. Wow. So he told me stories about, about Josh Gibson and about Mr. Page. Oh, I, I met... Yeah, Sa- I'm going to tell you something. Hold, hold on, hold on. I, I, I met Satchel Page. I met Satchel Page in Atlanta, Georgia when I was about 19 years old. He was a beautiful man. Yes, he was. And a great pitcher. Josh Gibson. Josh Gibson should have went to the major leagues, but his lifestyle didn't warrant it because he dated a lot of uh, Caucasian women, so they didn't want to bring him up. He, 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 I was just going to say, Josh Gibson was one of the greatest players in major league baseball history. Uh, any, any level, whether he got there or they kept him from there, one of the greatest elite players ever. Because Jackie uh, Robinson was not the best player in the Negro in the Negro League. What he did, though, he was in the service and he had, went, he had graduated from USC. So they, that's why they got him, you know. Let me see if you agree with this. I can't prove this, but I suspect it. I believe Jackie Robinson was 
handpicked. He was selected because folks knew he was going to take a beating. He was going to get threatened and at games and letters that would be sent and all these horrible things that were done. And I believe that they felt that Jackie Robinson had the personality to be able to handle the pressure. Without a doubt. Yeah. Because what happened was when uh, Branch Rickey was interviewing him, he said, he asked Jackie Robinson, he said, uh, what's going to happen if somebody smacks you in the cheek? He said, uh, Mr. Rickey, I have two cheeks. <laughs> Yeah, he and took that's it. What, they said that's what did it. Yeah, he could hand he could handle the ra- and you know there was terrible there, there was terrible ra- you know we're talking about now and then there was terrible racism then horrible <laughs> unimaginable yes agreed but they dealt with it and they still performed you know yeah. that's what makes it so amazing what's what makes him so great because you can't you can't imagine someone being under more pressure uh, so many people didn't want him to be there. Probably his own teammates. Uh, very, very amazing what he did. Now, I'm trying to think. I know he's in the Hall of Fame. I know he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because his record of accomplishment has a wide portfolio to it, including breaking the barrier and all of that color barrier and everything. If he, though, was just Jackie Box of Donuts, do you think he had a Hall of Fame career just on the statistics Good question, Harry. I don't think he did, but he didn't play. How many years did he play? Like 12 years, something like that? I think it was. So he's, you know, obviously cut short because of when he got in, at what age. Um, I am perfectly fine. He is uber Hall of Famer to me. I'm just wondering if that is a fair question or not. Uh, yes, it is. I'm going to default to he deserves it. But if if we looked at it with total dispassionate look at it, you might say, wow, let me let me call up his statistics. Siri, could I have Jackie Robinson's career statistics? Let's see what he's got here. here are career stats for Jackie Robinson. All right. <clears throat> 311 lifetime batting average. He played in 1,382 games. So that would be, what, 162 games? That's not even 10 years. Uh, He probably played like eight or nine years. He had 137 home runs, 734 RBIs. He had 1,518 hits. Um, He probably doesn't have the statistics to get in. But, of course, there's more than just the statistics when you're talking about his contributions to the game, which really are incalculable. So I'm not going to split any hairs here. He batted 4,877 times. He got 1,518 hits. Uh, I'm going to call him Hall of Fame, but just looking at this, I don't even know if he's borderline if you're just looking at numbers. That's like uh, Kurt Flood's contribution to free agency. A very good point. That's right. Uh, he did something that was a great personal expense to himself. But look at what's happening now. Aaron Judge, who's the greatest player on the planet, he's going to get the biggest contract ever uh, this winter. I hope it's from he the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's who he has to thank. Yep. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Good good conversation. And then next year, Andy. Go ahead. And then next year, Andy Andy Messersmith got exactly what Pud was trying to get. There you go. I remember him. He was a pitcher. Uh, hey, I got to run. The music says we've got to go. I enjoyed our call immensely. Uh, we went through a lot there. Maybe a split decision early, total agreement as it went on. Uh, just the kind of call I love to have. We don't have to agree. We happen to agree. Probably 80% of the call. Uh, call me again, and I enjoy our talks. When we come back, uh, we I announced Craig Calloway for 8.06-ish. Craig is going to join us at 820 So we'll have a mini open forum segment to begin the hour. We'll have Craig from 820 until 840. And then we'll have Bill Oakley, food group show director for the best pizza and pasta convention expo trade show. Probably one of the best in the country. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Six minutes past the hour. I need 30 seconds to revise and extend my remarks from the last hour. I'm going to take something back. I'm going to take it back in a hurry. Not because anybody asked me to take it back or told me to take it back. I wasn't comfortable during the break thinking about whether Jackie Robinson had Hall of Fame statistics if you just looked at purely the statistics and not the totality of his contributions which are immense on and off the field and i had the chance during the break jackie robinson only played 8.5308 so a little over eight and a half years in the major leagues he had 1518 hits he's and a 311 career average now I'd have no reason to believe that if he had started at a normal age in the major leagues, that he would have been able to play at least double. So he would have had 3,000 hits. That's automatic Hall of Fame uh, credentials. So to the gentleman caller, and you were very kind to to sort of go along with what I was saying and agreeing with me, but I don't agree with me now, and I want to correct that. Uh, the statistics alone are absolutely – 100% undeniably Hall of Fame. Now, on the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline, and we've got him for about the next seven, eight minutes, we have Will Reynolds, the Atlanta County Prosecutor. I wrote a definitive piece over the weekend titled Atlanta County, New Jersey Prosecutor's Office, Dawn Patrol Strikes Again. And you have to read the piece because I know this sounds like it's some kind of raid that they do, some kind of operation that they do. It's it's not that at all. Joining us now is our esteemed prosecutor. Mr. Prosecutor, welcome back to Hurley in the Morning, sir. Good morning, Mayor. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And uh, I really appreciate the, the kind coverage you've been giving uh, some of the things we've been doing at the office. Our team really appreciates it. So the piece that we did yesterday... Uh, has gone over well, huh? 
uh, very well. And, and I want to give credit where credit's due. Harry, I played uh, high school football at Holy Spirit for Coach Ed Burns. Yeah. And uh, if you did not make the mile in the time allotted for your position, you had to go every day at 6 a.m. and run a mile. And he'd be out there in yellow shorts yelling at you and blowing the whistle. And he called it Dawn Patrol. And I stole that from Holy Spirit 1987 and 1991. And I've acclimated it to our mobile outreach on the boardwalk at 6 a.m. Well, I love that. I love the credit that you give. Uh, You may not know this, but Ed Burns... And my family, we go all the way back to when I was uh, six years old in in farm league at the Chelsea Little League. Uh, We've known each other all that time and then got to know him as adults and refed his games at Holy Spirit. Um, He was a great friend. And I'll tell you, Thanksgiving Day with him in those gold shorts when it could be definitely sub-freezing, depending on the year, uh, was pretty amazing. And he didn't... uh, he did. He didn't even bat an eye at that. He he handled that like it was uh, like it was normal. So let's go to this Dawn Patrol because I love the name, and you guys are out there at six o'clock in the morning. So not only did you get to borrow the um, the expression, but it fits very well, doesn't it? It does. And and Harry, it's a collaboration of uh, volunteers from our office. Uh, both detectives and attorneys and support staff and victim witness advocate and community outreach members, as well as ACPD outreach members, Jewish Family Services, Hope One. Uh, this week, Caesar's security directed it, uh, director joined us, Mike Kane, along with his staff. It's growing, and uh, every week it's usually between 30, 40 people and varying groups, and it's really humbling to see so many people jump on board because we're really trying to help those who can't help themselves. Is it a good thing? I mean, I know it is, but I want to talk about it. We've got, unfortunately, about four minutes, five minutes. Is it a good thing? I guess you could make the case it's a great thing to be doing something that has nothing to do with charging somebody with a criminal offense or going after a pedophile or a drug dealer or a gangbanger. This is actually going out there distributing food and water and hand sanitizer and other essentials that folks that are homeless at the moment or part of the at-risk population of Atlantic City at this time, that they don't have these things. I would imagine it's very gratifying, isn't it? Uh, Not only gratifying, but humbling when you see people sleeping on cardboard or ceiling tiles. And they're, they're living minute to minute, right? Like we talk about people living paycheck to paycheck. They're living minute to minute. They're looking for shelter. They're looking for somewhere to be out of the elements. They're looking for food. You know, they're looking for the most basic things that we all take for granted. So it's extremely rewarding and humbling. And, uh, Harry, you know, we offer them every service that's imaginable that's out there. And uh, I watched seven people leave the street on Friday morning and go into treatment. You know, three in the detox, three in the inpatient, one in the outpatient. And I watched them get picked up in a car right in front of me and leave. Wow. So so this is actually... This is not window dressing. This is actually making a difference. Uh, and Harry, hundred percent. And we're working on we're working on a project right now with all the stakeholders to do this seven days a week. Wow. And uh, I've made it one of my one of my premises that uh, I was going to make Atlantic City a safer, cleaner, better place to live, work, and play. And this is just one facet. The other facet is take the real bad guys off the street. You covered the headshot gang case. 
That involves Intel unit, guns, gangs, narcotics, major crimes, and violent crimes in Atlantic City, and they got two really bad guys off the street for 20 years each, right? And just like the Atlantic City High School teacher who was a predator who preyed on children, he's going, he's going to be off the street and he's no longer going to be a teacher. So it all fits in the, to the mantra, right? We're going to take the bad guys off the street, the pedophiles off the street, and we're going to do meaningful outreach. It all fits into a very nice, uh, synopsis of common sense things, and we have a great team and a lot of people working hard towards these goals. You know, I see these um, pictures, and I'm watching the the group grow. In the earlier pictures, there may have been upper single digits. Then it was over a dozen. This last picture, it's hard to get everybody in one shot. It's a wide angle. You're going to need to do panoramic shots soon. And, Harry, I'll be honest with you, there was a lot more people there. That was only the group that went straight out uh, Arkansas Avenue to Pacific. There was a group that went left down to the showboat, and there was a group that went right to the Tropicana that were not in that picture. Let me also comment, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am, and I have a bunch of articles to change if I am wrong. This is These are folks volunteering to do this on their own time, aren't they? That is correct. Uh, all the people from the Atlanta County Pro- office are volunteering that is 100 percent correct i just think it's it's harry i I, I, and i appreciate it i send out an email uh generally uh, the day before and two days before saying uh mobile outreach on the boardwalk 6 a.m i will be there anybody that can join please attend check with your supervisor and if you have permission and schedule permits 6 a.m verbalize in about 30 45 seconds what kind of difference can a program like Dawn Patrol, what kind of difference can it make? Uh, clean and safe, right? I think clean and safe. And that, that's it's, it's provided opportunity treatment and services for those who need it the most. And it also makes the city more walkable and makes people feel safer and uh, a cleaner Atlantic City, which is great for everybody. I think the other thing that's the timing is very, very good. You've been doing it for a while now, but now we're hitting the time of year where it gets very, very cold and it can be deadly out there. Yep, and they're being exposed to the elements, and that's, I think, now is for me, it's urgency, right? We need to help them, and we need now. Before we go, at this juncture of your term as Atlanta County Prosecutor, are you pleased with the progress in terms of bad guys that you've been charging and all this other really profound, beautiful community work? Are you pleased? Well, Harry, that's a, that's a double-edged sword because am I happy that we're working hard and making progress? Yes, but I'll never be pleased with the hunger I wake up with every day to serve the citizens and make Atlanta County better because we see the problems. They're common sense. So am I happy of how far we come? Yes. But there's a lot more work to do, and I'm hungry to do it every day. Great to talk to you, Prosecutor. Be well, my friend. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it, and thank you to your listeners. You know it. When you succeed, we succeed. Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds. When we come back, we continue with Dateline Atlantic City the whole hour. We're going to visit with Craig Calloway. We're going to talk about the school board elections. We're going to talk about the ballot question. Anything else uh, relative to Atlantic City that's on Craig's mind. And then in the final segment from 845 until 9 o'clock, we're going to visit with Bill Oakley. Bill Oakley is the food group show director for the fourth annual Pizza and Pasta Northeast Expo. It's an Italian restaurant industry trade show that is delivering relevance 
It's delivering room nights and a multiple seven-figure economic overall benefit, not to mention uh, for Atlantic City to be able to continue to attract world-class events like this. It's fantastic. At every every metric, it is just fantastic. Bill Oakley in the final 15 minutes uh, of today's 8 o'clock hour. And then we're going to talk a little bit of Eagles football and more with Mayor Kane, the undefeated 6-0 and Philadelphia Eagles. How about that? This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. Hey, thank you. Great one. This is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs with stores in Northfield, New Jersey at 900 Tilton Road and on Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Roy, Scott, and their team are extraordinarily service-minded, and they have creative solutions to fix your cell phone issues, tablets, batteries for your various power tools, cars, boats, motorcycles, golf carts, and other devices, and as well as performance batteries. Keep in mind, they have, they have batteries as small as a watch battery all the way up to the car battery. And if they do your car battery, they'll take the old one out, and they'll dispose of it. They'll put the new one in for you. It's really... Uh, a great deal. It's a great service. They have what you need to get ready for storm season as well, including generators and so much more. Shop local. Shop batteries plus bulbs and tell Roy and Scott that Harry sent you. And a reminder, please mention my name. Not only do I appreciate it, obviously that's important to me and my business model, but you it's the phrase that pays. You will get a discount and or a gift I've heard everything from a percentage discount off of a uh, purchased item uh, to several people that received packs of batteries, which reminds me, I need AA batteries and AAA batteries. I know where to go. Joining us now is the former Atlantic City Council President, Craig Calloway. Craig, there is a lot going on in Atlantic City right now, isn't there? Yes, it is. It is. Um and unfortunately, it's not good things happening. No. It should be good things happening. But um, in the, well, in, let's in do the, let's do a little caveat. There are good things happening, but none of them seem to be happening out of Atlantic City Hall. Yes, that's correct. In spite of things are happening, good in spite of the uh, immature, uh, incompetent, incapable uh, of uh, even running a, a midnight basketball league. Now, is there? I'm getting, and I want to further this, so maybe we won't go too much into detail, but there seem to be some bad actors popping up that Marty has very close ties to, aren't there? Yes, yes it is, Harry. It is extremely ugly, and these people do not have a bottom. That's the unfortunate thing. Just when you think they, they bottomed out, they find a way to get lower. It's amazing, but yet then beautiful people like Dredgy Wood that did nothing but run a business through any administration that ever been there for years uh, can't have you know his business with Marty Small as mayor, and we know the reason why. Uh, that was a typical Marty Small retaliation, uh, disgraceful public act. Uh, amazing. They just bank on the fact that people have a short memory, Craig, and everybody will just forget, and that they can get away with this stuff, what they did to George, uh, rather to... Uh, to John Devlin, George Tibbetts said on this program, 
that John Devlin is owed a public apology. Uh, this Marty Small is going to cost the taxpayers millions of dollars before he's done. Unfortunately, that that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, all right, and and this latest stunt that that, that he he and his cronies have pulled, um, um, trying to deceive uh, the Bangladesh community, and um, you know it was a very vicious, nasty um, piece that was put out um, by the uh, in the Bangladesh community right near their the, the masjid, um, right outside of the masjid uh, uh, on, on Friday. After the uh, community prayer, the Friday prayer, um, and it was it was done by and I, I talked to the guy who did it, and he admitted that he did it. And he said, "Oh, this is just politics. It's a very vicious, nasty piece, and we're not going to we're not going to let it go. We're not going to let it go, um, Marty and um, the other uh, uh, um, actors are going to be held accountable and responsible uh, for this. It's a very very nasty piece there." I don't know. Did, did you did, did you did you see it, Harry? I have it. Yes, it's terrible. Yeah, and it, and it's, and and um, everything that uh, that I said in my statement um, is accurate. I talked to the guys to the guy. He, as I said, he admitted it, and um, just really, this was uh, vicious. It's uh, I think that is a civil rights violation. Um, it also could be um, possibly a, a hate crime as well. Not letting this go, you're not going to you're not going to do these things uh, to people uh, and just say, "Oh, this is politics." And then Marty, you throw the rock and hide your little hand. Uh, so um, no, we're not having it. We're not going to we're not we're not going to accept it. And another Can, thing, Harry, Craig, Craig, before you go to the to, before you go to another thing, let's stay on the on this just for an extra few seconds. Can you connect dots to this horrible piece and Marty Small? Absolutely. This uh, this guy was recently hired, and um, he is very, very close friends with Aaron Sporty Randolph. Well, very close friends. With sorry him. to hear that. What's the other thing? The other thing is that he was recently um, hired by the uh, city of Atlantic City. Gotcha. So that's the connection. That's the connection. And he did this. He's Bangladesh. And he did this... Uh, to the Bangladesh. So people. this is yeah, crime on crime. It's it's uh he did it to his own community. But we're not but we're not gonna let it go. He's not gonna he's not getting away with it. And um it's just it's just really, really nasty. And just imagine if I did that, they'd be it would be up in the arms, which I wouldn't do that. And I'm just calling on where are the uh you know, the religious people in Atlanta City, where is the NAACP? So if you don't condemn it, then you condone it. And that's what's happening uh, with the uh, unfortunate religious base and the uh, civil rights uh, organizations here in uh, Atlantic City, Atlanta County. Um, when when it's all about them being hooked up, and once they get hooked up, the tape goes over their mouth, and the tape goes over their eyes, and they go over their ears. So, yeah, because people have other interests, so they put that ahead of principle and doing the right thing. Craig, we're at the bottom of the hour break. When we come back, I want to go into your you're very good at um, what's going on on the ground. I want to get your take on how does this ballot question look to keep the same form of government, but change it from partisan to nonpartisan. That is on the ballot. I think a lot of people listening uh, know that because we've given it a lot of coverage on this program and we've written a, a, a lot about it. Uh, on the digital platform of WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
education. I've always believed that knowledge is power, and I just want people to be informed and then to make the best decision in their interests. Uh, I want to get your take on where you think that stands and also a preview of the Atlantic City Board of Education races and obviously how important that is because that currently is also controlled by Marty and Laquetta Small. And my experience is when Marty Small is in control of something, uh, it's typically run very, very poorly. And we can see that. Uh, There's some terrible news that we're almost ready to break that's going to be coming out about the Atlantic City uh, Board of Education. Not good news. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. But that's I always believe that an informed electorate and the next election can always be the the cure-all. It can be the magic elixir. You can turn the page uh, in one swoop. That's why Small Mayor is fighting so hard. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. We interviewed him just a little bit ago this hour. The Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office and their partners have implemented the Dawn Patrol, and they have struck again. Check that coverage out. The Pizza and Pasta Northeast Expo Italian Restaurant Industry Trade Show is here. It's big. It's awesome. We write about it. And Atlantic City area residents honored my request and submitted their favorite winter comfort foods to me. And I... From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Today's weather is going to be unsettled, our only rain chance for the next 7 to 10 days, and it won't be a huge soaker. We face a few rain showers and maybe a thunderstorm into this evening. Mostly cloudy skies, seasonable high temperature around 66. Slowly drying out and clearing out late tonight. Low of 46. Tomorrow cooler, high of 55. Clouds to sun in the 50s again Wednesday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Healthy Life. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. See what you went and did? Thank you for that. We know it is all because of you and thank you for it. We're visiting with former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway. We've got four minutes left in this visit. We'll visit more before November 8th for sure. Uh, but let's break it into two parts, two minutes each. Craig, give us an update on the school board elections first. Uh, Harry, it's, uh, unfortunately, it's going to be a low turnout um, in, this, in this election. And, um, um, and the other unfortunate thing is that uh, Marty Small Gang has connected his, his board paper candidate um, and making this a partisan uh, school board election, and I, I'm not a fan of this, the school board being in uh, November. Um, as you can see, you see what happens. They got it on flyers now that you know, the school board candidates are part of the Democrat line as well. So that's one of the things that it was not supposed to be. But um, well, that's a, that. That is a good reason why the ballot question should pass because then that will never be on the same election ballot ever again. And, and and also, Harry, uh, um, 
the ACIC has been looking into it and um, doing an, another initiative and referendum to bring the school board back to the people to vote on in April. So that's breaking news on your uh, on your show. Thank you for that. And it will happen. Well, that that's important. Happen. That's important because when they moved it, the idea was not many people came out to vote in April. And it was very controlled that way. But if you make it partisan, that's the worst thing you can do with school board elections. It's supposed to be the opposite of that. So that's terrible. All right, let's go to the ballot question, Craig, uh, in about a minute, minute and a half. Uh, how is that going? It's going very well. Harry, the people, uh, we're all over the city. Very, very good response. And uh, you can see just by that letter that they put out that, these people are very, very uh, desperate, and now they're becoming very vicious. So we're we're doing a very good job, and I think uh, the people of Atlanta City um, will come out and support it. And I think we're going to be uh, very successful. We're going to we're going to win this question. The question seems that people are very dissatisfied. They're dissatisfied with Marty Small. They're dissatisfied with the politics. I've been hearing good things about it that people want this. They want to go back uh, to voting in May. They don't want this thing cluttered with the whole Democrat-Republican primary and then the general election and all of that. So it seems that just on its face, this is a popular move, it seems. Yes, Harry, if I could quickly, I wanted to let everybody, your listener audience know that, and this is happening right in front of their face, they just don't see it. Between Marty Small home and Ernest Corsi home, it's almost a million dollars of taxpayer income coming in those two homes. And, and While the people of Atlanta. By the way, when you say a million, somebody might think, hey, that's over the next 10 years, 20 years. That's a million over what period of time? It's, it's about a, no, it's about a million dollars a year. And, and uh, it's closer to a million than not between Marty and LaQuetta and Ernest and Leslie. Yeah, I wanted to make sure people heard that's every year. That That's the bonus you have. For this freak show, it's really amazing. That's your paycheck that you get to pay out nearly a million dollars uh, to, to, to this whole outfit. It's pretty, um, pretty fantastical. Uh, Craig, let's keep in touch. Good to visit with you today, and uh, we'll do it again. All right. Good to talk to you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. 41 minutes past the hour. When we come back, it is still Dateline Atlantic City, and we're going to be visiting with Bill Oakley, who is the food group show director for the fourth annual, this is two years hiatus because of COVID-19. It would be the sixth annual, fourth annual Pizza and Pasta Northeast Expo. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. We now, we're to a portion of the program I've really been looking forward to. We have Bill until the top of the hour, so let's make it count. Bill Oakley is the food group show director. This is after a two-year hiatus because obviously COVID-19 just ravaged uh, restaurants and so many things. Uh, a dear friend of mine just wrote me that this is a show that they always work. Um, in any event, the fourth annual Pizza and Pasta Northeast Expo is here right now as we speak. Great first day yesterday, all day today at the Atlantic City Convention Center. And this is an iconic event 
and it showcases the top suppliers for northeastern pizzerias and Italian restaurants. It's it's really uh, a mature, really great event. Bill, it's so nice to welcome you to the program, and welcome back to Atlantic City. Thank you very much. We're, we're ecstatic to be back at Atlantic City. You know, we haven't we haven't had a, been able to stage a show since 2019. And, uh, you know, I think everybody in the Northeast was really, um, you know, um, happy to see us back here. We had a great turnout yesterday. Expect another good one today. And so, um, you know, Atlantic City's been a, a great spot for us to really um, kind of roll out the red carpet for all the pizzeria operators and Italian restaurateurs within, up in the Northeast. Now, you know, Bill, the, the COVID-19 pandemic has been everything from devastating, uh, different estimates say one-third of all restaurants closed because of it. Uh, many had to leverage just to stay alive. You had all these terrible things like having to close and then you could be open. But th- this incredible amount of space between tables where a restaurant couldn't even pay its bills, let alone turn a profit. So the pandemic was particularly cruel, I believe, to, to the food service industry. Of course, some reinvented themselves and started doing the takeout and, and staying alive like that. How was COVID-19 to the pizza and pasta industry? Boy, you know, overall, anybody that had, um, you know, a high percentage of, let's say, uh, in-restaurant dining, mm-hmm. they, re- they really suffered through it. Uh, I think for most of the you know, pizzeria operators, you know, they were very flexible and adapted very quickly. I, I think it was a, a good learning experience. They, particularly the ones that, let's say, you know, already had a, uh, you know, pretty uh, good, you know, delivery and takeout business. I think they, they, they really kind of, you know, knew how to push that a little bit more. It certainly couldn't find labor during that time. And so, you know, a lot of them just, you know, shut down their dining rooms completely. It was nothing but, you know, carry out delivery and curbside. And I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, you know, I think a lot of them learned that they, their, their, you know, the profit and loss statement was actually better. I mean, they could really manage their, you know, their expenses and were lower than what, you know, typically they had. And I'm not saying that they were necessarily better off than they were, let's say, pre-pandemic, but mm-hmm. some were. And so I think, I think of any segment of, let's say, the, um, the food service, that fared the best during those times were the pizzerias. And, you know, and obviously the Italian restaurants, not as much, but the pizzeria really, um, it was a, it was a good experience for them. I think it uh, really kind of opened their eyes and said there were some other business models out there that they could be successful with. And that's certainly not everybody, but it was certainly a large portion of the uh, operators. We're visiting with Bill Oakley. He is the food group show director for the fourth annual Pizza and Pasta Northeast Expo that has returned to Atlantic City, to the Atlantic City Convention Center. If you go to our digital platform, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, the app, or WPGTalkRadio.com, you can see a rather extensive article that I wrote. There's a beautiful pizza uh, as my chosen uh, art on the top of the um, the article. Uh, of course, I would pick a pizza, and it's, it's actually a pizza that uh, – I had the pleasure to help devour. There is something about pizza. I don't know. I don't know many people that don't like pizza. And I'm going to say, and I don't say this very often because I'm, I'm very kind and compassionate and considerate. But if you don't like pizza, you're the problem. I mean, pizza is good food, isn't it, Bill? I, I you know, as far, and you know, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I'll say this. 
all pizza is good. There's just some better than others. Yes. And it really goes down to, you know, the one thing that's really changed, let's say, the last 10 or 15 years, the number of styles um, that really, you know, kind of influenced the marketplace. And as well, you know, the, 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 the crust itself, the dough, is a perfect, uh, you know, let's say, the perfect place to do whatever you want from a cultural standpoint. I, I don't care where you come from. You know, you can adapt that to your, you know, your, your taste and preferences. And so I think it's a you know really exciting time you know for pizzerias in general. Bill, it, during your two day show, you, you've got so much going on. You have top chefs. You have all kinds of things. Give your listeners here an idea of what's going on at your event. Well, the one thing we've got going on here, we've got a lot of um, you know, contests. You know, this year at the show, we've got a you know we have a calzone competition. Um, we have a pasta competition. You know, our, our pizza making um, competition includes non-traditional, traditional, and napolitan. And we've got some of the, you know, the, the master pizziolas in the in the United States. We do have some that come in from um, overseas, and it's been a uh, it's been a really uh, you know great time. Um, we named the uh, traditional um, winner yesterday, and today we'll have the napolitan and the non-traditional. We also have our pasta competition. Um, we also, on the bakery side, we have a, you know, a bagel and cake cop competition. So I think there's something here for everybody that's really in either the, uh, pizzeria or let's say in the baking industry industries. We are visiting with Bill Oakley, food group show director for the fourth annual pizza and pasta Northeast expo at the Atlantic city convention center. Uh, now this is true what I'm about to say, but I'd like you to comment on it. You know, hot dogs have like hot dog day might be burger day whatever crab cake day but pizza must be a very special food bill oakley because pizza has an entire national month the month of october is national pizza month i don't know about you bill that's telling me something here this isn't just one day where we honor the pizza pie this is a whole month yeah and actually you um the company I work for really was responsible for that. The um, the person that uh, that actually was the uh, founder of Pizza Expo, Jerry Darnell, um, pushed the National Pizza Month to where it finally made it to Congress, and um, that's what we're celebrating um, this month. And it, it, it truly is. I, I think um, there's no other food in the world that is more acceptable and liked than pizza. Uh, like I say, it, it certainly it, it can adapt to anybody's tastes. Now, if my twin brother was here, he's a pizza uh, connoisseur. So Senator Testa, who I included in the article that I wrote about your fine event, Bill, we sent you a copy of it. You can check it out. You will see the senator from the first uh, legislative district in New Jersey enjoying pizza. uh, And he knows about all of it, the carriage and all these different things. What, in your estimation, is the perfect pizza? Because I know it's it's getting to be an art form where maybe there's a little bit of what someone might say is burnt in the crust a little bit, or what's the perfect pizza in your estimation? Well, you know, what you're talking about really is a napoletan pizza because, you know, that leoparding is really what you want to want to see. I mean, it's all, you know, it's all about the pizza. And I think, um, I think again, more now than ever, you know, people are really looking at the, you know, the artisan aspect of it. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, farm-to-table, using locally sourced ingredients, you know, toppings, whether that's meats, um, cheeses, um, any of the, uh, let's say, herbs and spices. And I think that's that, that's really where this is going. And, 
in, in today's economic times that we live in, you know, you, you, you know, there's, you can go out, there's a pizza for everybody. And, uh, I, I think it's still, you can, it's probably more healthy, um, than it's ever been before, more digestible. You'll see like a 72 hour fermentation or you'll see, you know, a sourdough, a whole, the whole grains are much, much better than they've ever been. And so I think there's a lot of exciting things going on, on in our industry. This is a great, this is, a, I'm, I'm in Nirvana right now, pizza heaven, because that's a great breakdown. I regret that we only have two minutes left in, in our time together today, but I hope that we visit again, uh, next year, Bill, and spend even more time than 15 minutes. In terms of people enjoying pizza that they make themselves, I know there's actual classes and things where you learn how to make a pizza and you can get these incredible little home pizza ovens and, and things. It's really gone to the next level, hasn't it? I think it's really, you know, if, if you look at the number, let's say, uh, of, of restaurants that also serve you know, pizza on their menu, you know, that's expanding. Um, I, I think as far as the home bakers are concerned, there's, you know, before it was pretty costly. I mean, if you want to have a, you know, a really good, let's say, pizza oven where you could have, let's say, restaurant quality uh, yeah. pizza, you had to spend a significant amount of money. You know, now you can go out there. There's a there's really great ovens out there for let's say three or four hundred dollars, and there's all kind. Whether you want to pay for let's say a subscription, there's all kind of videos out there as far as how to make your own sauce, how to make your own mozzarella, how to make your own dough. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting time. It, it, it really you you think that maybe would detract from the industry, but it continues to expand. Exactly, it's good for the industry because then you order out and you you eat in and and all of that. But then you just experiment on your own which we do at home sometimes and i'll put them up on social media and say does this qualify as a pizza and you get people all jazzed up no and then people yes it's just the effort you know i mean we're not professional bill the music says we have to go welcome back to atlantic city thank you for choosing atlantic city and uh, we look forward to visiting with you again and have a great second day at the fourth annual Pizza and Pasta Northeast Expo at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Good to visit with you, Bill. Thank you very much, Harry. You have a great day. You too, my friend. Be well. Bye-bye. You got it. What a good guy. And uh, I wish Testa is in Trenton. It's obviously uh, they have a session, but uh, we would have got him involved in this. How can you go wrong? I mean, we're talking about pizza. It's just fantastic food. I love it. I have to say, maybe maybe too much. I, I win a lot of pizzas, as you know. I don't collect a lot of pizzas, but I win a lot of pizzas. Mayor Kane is next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Did you hear that the... From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back at six minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Joining us now, Mayor Charles Kane. Mayor, mayor Kane is the mayor of Hamilton Township, and he was in the house last night. The, mayor, this was the first game that you have made this year, correct? Good Monday morning, Mayor. Yes, it was. It was, and what a game to make. You picked a good one. All right, so here we go. We both picked 
Philadelphia. Philadelphia won 26 to 17. They are 6 and 0 for the young, I was going to say for the young season, but it's actually not getting it's not that young anymore because it's more than a third over. You play 17 regular season games now, not 16, and the bye week starts next week and the Eagles have it. At one level, Mayor, and we'll talk about the game. I just want to bring this nuance out. When I was thinking about this is the bye week, I thought, man, I wish it was like a couple of weeks later because there's a lot of football 11 weeks ahead and the bye week is going to be over. But this team got a bit busted up last night, uh, and it's probably a good time to get two weeks off, isn't it? Yeah, listen, for all intents and purposes, I mean, I think we're – we are healthy going into the bye week. I mean, obviously, we, we don't know how long uh, Lane Johnson's going to be out with uh, uh, um, uh, the uh, concussion. Uh, concussion, it sounds like. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, we are we are healthy. I, well, who's I, the other guy? Not big play Slay. Who's the other guy in the secondary that's very very good? I thought he is hurt. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he came back. He hurt his hand, or something happened. I don't think he came back last night. And I think we lost a couple other people last night. Last night, it wasn't a body bag game like the other one we talked about. But I think the Eagles got banged up pretty good yesterday. Well, I thought it was. Uh, I think the other that you were talking about was C.J. Gardner uh, Johnson uh, had a um, a hand issue, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that is who I'm talking about. So. But I think there was a couple other people. Uh, They lost two off the offensive line. Uh, We'll wait till Bob gets here. Bob's going to join us after the first break. He's very good with names and all these finite things that I'm no good at. Uh, But I'll tell you what, I had a tough task. I had the Yankees in an elimination game and the Eagles all going on at the same time. And I was split viewing. I was actually, I, I didn't cheat on either, it felt. And yet I was able to keep up with both during commercial breaks. I'd move to this one and to that one. So it really worked out good. The Yankees won, which I wanted. Eagles won, which was fantastic. Uh, your boy is now 6-0 and for the um, the Hurley and Kane uh, trophy, uh, which which is a real thing. And uh, you're 5-1 and at the moment. You know, let me take a look at this, Mayor, because you and I – only deviate a few times the whole season the entire season on who's going to come out on top in our little uh, annual uh, fun fest let's see i wish i never did this but it won't cost me because you picked them also i don't know why i i i in my head i wanted to keep going with the eagles i looked at these games one by one and said these are games i really believe the eagles are going to win but you get to a point where you, you, you seem ridiculous and, and not credible if you just keep picking the Eagles to win again and again and again. So I have them winning uh, at home in two weeks against Pittsburgh. Uh, you do as well. Then they go away to Houston. We both have them losing. I don't think they're going to lose that game, Mayor. You know, Matt, that was the struggle that we faced when we were doing this. Yep. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're looking at it going, well, they should win this game. They should win that game, but they have to lose something. Yeah, so. yeah, we're going to be like 17-0 and 0 and and the world laughs. Uh, but here's the thing I know. Even two weeks ago, the actual odds makers have the Eagles as the favorite in every single game for the rest of the season. When have you ever heard of something like that? Well, 
deservingly so. I mean, look at the way Philadelphia's playing right now and, uh, and, and on all sides of the ball. And last night they proved that, um, you know, not only did they uh, beat them offensively, they beat them defensively. They beat, they outcoached them. Oh, they did. Uh, oh, they were, especially in the first half. Let me ask you about this. Do you have any concern? Cause I have a little concern. It's not, it's not a debilitating level of concern, but I have probably more than a little concern. It's 20 to nothing. And then all of a sudden it's 20 to three and then it's 20 to 10 and then it's 20 to 17. Now tell me this, Mayor, you were saying to me last night because we were in contact with one another in real time during the game, the crowd basically didn't sit down for the whole first half, correct? We were, I, I, I did not sit in my seat uh, until the halftime show. Okay. So that means the crowd was jazzed up. The Eagles were playing lights out on all sides of the ball, offense, defense. Everything was just beautiful. When it got to be 2017, how did the crowd feel then? It, it, it was, uh, the crowd got a little quiet. Yeah. Um, and uh, you imagine. could see, you could. You could I, you could tell the concern, um, and I forget what there was a there was a specific play, and I, I can picture where it was. I, I may have been uh, the 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 takeaway, and and all of a sudden the crowd got back into it, um, and uh, you know you, you just felt you felt the energy return to the stadium. But um, uh, it, it literally got to the point where um, you know you you, were, you you looked at it and go, "There's no way they can lose this game. It's not going to happen." Then you went. Wow, this is a real football game. Uh, I mean, Dallas, you got to give them credit. I, I, I give Dallas credit. They made excellent halftime adjustments, and they really they started just sending the 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 cavalry. They were just coming at Jalen Hurts. I mean, they it was really a much different team than in the first half. So I give them credit for making adjustments. They made it a game. But the 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 good thing about all this is though. Then the Eagles were able to engineer the drive and score. Uh, and, you know, 26 to 17 uh, winds up being, you know, a nice um, a nice victory, a nice, comfortable nine point victory. It was great to see Elliott back in the game. He hit what I thought was a very crucial uh, field goal, the 51 yard field goal that they on TV, they told us would have been good from 58. Uh, so he's looking good. He's very reliable. And it's. As you know, it's so important to have the kicker that doesn't miss extra points and makes the field goals, and he does both. Uh, the team right now, I don't know any team in the league. I wish I wish this Green Bay game was not uh, a month from now, uh, more than a month from now, November 27th, because Green Bay looks terrible right now. Uh, they'll probably be better by the time we get to that. So you got to look at this for what it is. The Eagles have a bye week. They'll get the extra week to heal. They'll come in to a home game and beat Pittsburgh. They'll go to Houston and they'll beat Houston. Now they're playing Washington that they already beat on the road. They're playing them at home. They're going to win that game. Uh, They should win in Indianapolis. To me, their next tough game, and, and of course, Eagles are capable of losing games they should win we've seen it over the years but i don't go in that stuff that other players from other teams you know this is now and it just seems like a very different team uh i like the eagles chances of of actually being 10 and 0 going into the uh green bay game your thoughts wow just to hear you say that um 
is 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 really amazing because you know what we saw on paper when you had to make the picks uh, in the beginning of the year before the season started. What you saw on paper is has come to life and is on the field, uh, and uh, you know that's that's a wonderful thing. It's it's a great time to be an Eagles fan right now. Be- uh, Mayor, and- before we go to the break, let me squeeze this in real quick, and then of course we have the rest of the hour to pick up where you were just then. I just want to feather this in real quick. We have the same picks, you and I, through the Houston game. So we have Pittsburgh the same. We have Houston the same. Uh, we're going to probably miss that game, but we both will miss it. So then we don't change in terms of our individual little fun thing that we do. Now, I know you're going to want to take this one back. Washington comes to Philadelphia on November 14th. I have Philadelphia. You picked Washington. <laughs> There's, you know, I always say, and, and this is something I'm known for saying, any given day in the NFL, there's no no way Washington comes in and, and wins that football game in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. And then the next week, it's an away game in Indianapolis. We both have Philadelphia. The following week is a home game, Green Bay. I pick Green Bay because I thought Green Bay was a different team than what I see right now. I think Aaron Rodgers is doing too much of the uh, the natural uh, whatever that stuff is he's doing. Uh, and you have the Eagles. So that is your next chance. You could tie me on November 27th, and I think you will. Yeah, one, one and for my sake, one can only help uh, hope, and uh, and for our, our, our beloved Eagles, uh, I hope that I'm right on that one also. But, but mayor, but it, mayor, it might be a short-lived tie because the following week, Tennessee comes to Philadelphia. I have Philadelphia, and you pick Tennessee. <laughs> I, you know, I have to tell you, I, I, this this year, I, I I love we do it to have something to talk about. Uh, know. You know, uh, but at the end of the day, it's just it's really great to see uh, the product that's being put on the field right now. And uh, Philadelphia, for listen, it, the, the, the Dallas had thirty six yards of offense in the first uh, first half. I mean, it was uh, it was embarrassing. Uh, for, the Eagles handled that game uh, textbook, and. Um, you know, but they they allowed him back in at the second half of the game. But again, I don't think that at any point the game was ever in jeopardy. Um, I had confidence that if Dallas could go down and score uh, again, that uh, Philadelphia would make the the adjustments and they would just you know outscore them. Uh, you know, it would it, worst case scenario, in my opinion, it would have been tip for debt. Dallas scored, Philadelphia would score, and, and Philadelphia would stay ahead of them and win the football game. And uh, I never lost faith in that uh, while the game was going on. Let's get the break in. Bob's going to join us next. I do want to readdress a couple. I shouldn't say readdress. Address for the first time. Continue this. Because who would have thought that maybe the toughest game the Eagles will have all the way through to December 11th? So that is 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13th week of the season, 14th week, but the bye week is in their 13th game. Who would have believed the New York Giants might be the toughest game that the Eagles have on their schedule? Now, Mayor, there is hope, though, because you you have a chance to tie me when the Chicago Bears host the Philadelphia Eagles. I picked the Bears. Wish I didn't now. You did not. You picked the Eagles. There's a very good chance because in the next three weeks, we both picked Philadelphia twice and we each picked New York in the last game. Not because we thought New York was good at the time, but we thought it was going to be a a zombie game 
that didn't matter. And so we just picked New York, I think, was the the mindset that could wind up being fortuitous because the Giants are good and they could win that game. So, Mayor, I, I predict we're going to end up tie. We will have picked 17 weeks before knowing who is what and who is who. And I think we're going to end up tie because I do believe the Eagles will beat the Bears in Chicago and then that will lock the tie for the year, as it should be with brothers. We both win. Nobody loses. All right, uh, third man in the broadcast booth, Bob Progner. Bob, one of the things I want you to talk about when we come back is how banged up are the Eagles going into the bye week? Mark Levin. You want less food? Vote Democrat. You want brownouts and blackouts? Vote Democrat. You want more crime? Vote Democrat. You want more lawless federal lawmen? Vote Democrat. You want to destroy the Constitution? Vote Democrat. You want to indoctrinate your kids about sexuality? Vote Democrat. There's a lot of reasons to vote Democrat if you're insane. A lot of reasons to vote Democrat if you hate America. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. It's 25 minutes past the hour. Mayor Kane is here, of course, because it's Monday morning in the 9 o'clock hour and he literally never misses. Bob is joining us. and He's here. He'll join us in just a moment. But first, this is Harry Hurley for Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. I come bearing great news. Whether you are a new client or an existing client, it is very important. Now, we did ours, gosh, I want to say quite a while ago, but you can still do it now. You want to do this fall heater and furnace tune-up with ambient comfort. You really do because you're going to find out if your system – keep in mind, it's like 61 degrees yesterday, and if you set your thermostat at 69 or whatever or don't even turn the heat on just yet. Some people haven't turned their heat on yet. Uh, we have. We've been keeping it at 69, and it's, you know, it, it's comfortable. Some people like it hotter than that. But you want to make sure that your system is going to be able to get through the winter season. So Ambient Comfort will check and clean your system. They'll make sure it's safe. They'll make sure it's running at maximum efficiency if it's capable of doing that. If it's not, they'll let you know. And they're going to help you prepare to get through the winter season. That's regardless of who originally installed your system. But if you're a new client with Ambient Comfort, and we did enjoy this special, but we've been their client now, and they, they've been my client for a number of years now. So we, we don't qualify for the $79 fall heater and furnace tune-up special, but you do if you're new to Ambient Comfort. So I'm suggesting that with the rise in energy costs, it matters. Comfort matters. Choose who I choose. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. Or if you prefer, you can call 609-568-0955, 609-568-0955, and tell Ambient Comfort that Harry Hurley sent you as a new customer or an existing customer. But if you're new, I've sent you for your $79 fall tune-up. And it's really quite a value. They do a complete diagnostic. They do the complete cleaning. You'll be very, very pleased at the experience. All right, third man in the broadcast booth, Bob Progner, is here. Bob, give us your observations of last night. Well, 
you know, it's it's a great time for the Eagles to have a bye. Uh, that that offensive line is really banged up, and and you know what it, it tells me is is particularly you know it makes so clear. Lane Johnson's the best uh, rate uh, rate tackle in football. He, and nobody nobody that's sane of mind should debate that comment that you just made, Bob. Because and Mayor, you were there, you saw it. It was a tale of two cities. When Lane Johnson's in the game, uh, Jalen Hurts had time. He had all the time he needed. He's out of the out of the game. Now, I want to give them credit, Bob. They did make some good adjustments at halftime, but his absence was so evident, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the Dan Quinn, he's going to get a head coaching job at Dallas' defensive coordinator. He's going to be a head coach again yeah, next be. year. I mean, what, what he did was, look, it was very, very smart. When, when Johnson went out at the end of the first half, okay, uh, that – that front seven Dallas has, they're monsters. Of, of course, you know, Parsons, their big guy, and that's who Lane Johnson pretty much contained in the first half. And, and you know, the Eagles had a brilliant game plan to go against Parsons, but, but the adjustment that third quarter, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts in the passing game was but he didn't have time to pass. No. I mean, you, know, you you could have, you could have Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and any quarterback. You know, the, the greatest of all time would not have had a chance against that Dallas line yesterday with, with you know, the, the sub with uh, Driscoll was getting manhandled. Plus, look, we, we've got to say this. Maialata was playing on one shoulder. Yes. Uh, Kelsey, Kelsey was coming off a sprained ankle, and Dickerson was out, I think, for most, most of the uh, third quarter. So against that line, you know, and, and – what saved the game, in my opinion, is start of the fourth quarter. It was the game was in doubt. It was it was twenty to seventeen, mm-hmm. and Dallas was coming on like a, like a freight train. And what what did Sirianni save the game? And and, and you, you know what where I'm getting to, right? You, both of you know where I'm getting to. You know, we we went to a pure running game almost. Correct. Yeah, I know that the touchdown was was the Smith that you know that ice pretty much iced the game but we 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 took off eight minutes and took the steam out of dallas when you know it it could have gone the other way really easily i totally agree if they had done like a three and out uh dallas would have come back down and score i agree i was not comfortable at all when it was 20 to 17 mayor kane was mayor kane also mentioned the crowd got very quiet i imagine they would because it was just they were just rolling it was beautiful so here's the deal Eagles have played six games. They've beaten. All you can do is play the, the, the teams you're scheduled to play. Some were saying earlier they haven't played anybody good. Uh, I would beg to differ. I think Jacksonville was good. Uh, Arizona was good. Minnesota is a very good team. Eagles handled them very easily. Uh, Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, and now Dallas. Bob and then Mayor Kane comment on this question. How good is this Eagles team in your estimation? Okay, uh, I think they're very good. I think they're they're up there with Buffalo. I you know I, I don't know who in the NFC. I mean, look, when when Dak Prescott gets back, Al, Dallas is dangerous. You know, give the devil his due. They've drafted really well over the last few years. Uh, you know. And, 
this game could have gone the other way. Uh, that's for sure. Even with their number two quarterback, if if we don't have Jalen Hurts in there, and we have Gardner Minshew, our number two, I'm not sure. I don't think we win yesterday. No, I, I, really I would don't. say no to that too. Although I think he is good enough to beat most of the teams that the Eagles will play. Uh, Mayor, your your comment. How good is this Eagles team in your estimation? Well, I, listen. I, I I stand by my words. Uh, even when uh, uh, you know the score, they got within three, and it seemed like the momentum was on Dallas' side. Never for a moment did I feel that the game was in jeopardy. I think Philadelphia is that good of a team, uh, and uh, you know I I think the only other team that that even compares to them in the NFC may be a Minnesota. Um, you know, uh, you got who, who they beat twenty four to seven in week two. Yeah, I, which is great. That's the first tiebreaker. I, I call, listen. I, I think it's going to be Philadelphia Buffalo at the end. Um, you know, Buffalo's playing uh, lights out football right now. But I'm going to say uh, Kansas City was right there in that game. I mean, it was literally. I mean, almost the, the team that had the ball last, except uh, Mahomes threw the interception. Uh, I think it still remains in doubt uh, whether Buffalo can get past. Kansas City. I think the Eagles have a better chance of getting out of the AFC, out of the NFC to the Super Bowl than either of those two two teams do because they're both capable of knocking the other off. I think if they play ten times, it would be five to five. Uh, they're they're very evenly matched. It was I watched it. It was a terrific game uh, to watch, and I don't really watch too many teams other than I enjoy Tom Brady, so I watch. Tampa Bay when I have the chance and I watch that game. I love Andy Reid and I just think they're two really good programs. All right, Mayor, you take this first, Bob second. By week, then it's Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Indianapolis, Green Bay, Tennessee, New York Giants, Chicago Bears, Dallas Cowboys away, New Orleans Saints at home, New York Giants away to end the season. What's the toughest game for the remaining 11 that the Eagles have? Wow. Um, (laughs) I would say uh, um, the toughest game, I think, right now, December 11th, the Giants. Um, Who would believe? I mean, I'm, I'm going to second that. Uh, and we teased that before Bob uh, came on. Bob would have been here at the beginning. I just felt we would do one segment, then bring Bob in. It's not like Bob is late. Um, I, who would have believed that, unless you disagree, Bob, and, and maybe Green Bay turns it back around, although Aaron Rodgers seems like a very strange man right now. I, I'm, I, I don't know what he's doing, but it's like hallucinating, and it's crazy what he's doing, uh, and he's not... It doesn't look that good on the field for several weeks now. I would have said Green Bay would have been the toughest game two or more weeks ago. I think that that the toughest team right now for the Eagles is the New York Giants on their schedule. Bob, do you agree or disagree? Uh I, I would say the Dallas game is going to be a – if I predict the loss, it's going to be the Dallas game. In Dallas, but uh, yep. you know the Giants. The Giants, yeah. I mean, I, I I can't argue too much with the Giants. You know, the 
the Eagles need, you know, if they're going to win at Dallas, they need their offensive line to be at full strength. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, that, that, that line Dallas has, I mean, you know, I'm telling you, they're... <laughs> They're pretty scary. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take back my Giants. I would put them second, and I agree with you. The Dallas Cowboys game away, and Prescott. If everybody stays healthy, Prescott will be well back in form by then. What one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games before he plays the Eagles again. I, I agree with you. That is that's the one to watch. Fortunately, Dallas has two losses, so the Eagles have two on them right now. Uh, be nice um, for the Eagles to pick up another game on the Giants, and I, I think they'll at least split those two games. I think maybe they'll win at home, possibly if the last game doesn't matter, but it might matter to the Giants to get a wild card or something. Maybe the Giants win the last game, something like that. Out of the, We're going to go to the break, guys, but when we come back, I want to ask you, how many games will the Eagles lose? In the regular season, with 11 weeks to go, Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Indy, Green Bay, Tennessee, New York Giants twice, Chicago Bears, Dallas, New Orleans. How many do the Eagles lose out of those 11? I have a number in my head. We'll see what your number is when we come back. With Mayor Kane and Bob Progner, this is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, we're going to make the panel put up right now. Let me just recap. We have 11 games left, and they are, after this bye week, Pittsburgh at home, Houston away, Washington home, Indianapolis away, Green Bay home. I think that's a big deal right there, that one. Tennessee home. Giants home, Bears away, Dallas away, New Orleans home, Giants away. Mayor, you it's your show. You get the first uh, crack at this. Uh, how many of those 11 games, not not that the Eagles win, how many, of, we're going to do the negative for a change, how many of those 11 games do the Eagles lose? That's that's I have to I have to tell you. I mean, you know, you sit back and it's the same thing at the beginning of the year. Now you see the product that's out there and you see what Philadelphia is capable. Um, you know, I I know I sound like I have a tinfoil cap on, but I mean, this could be the season for Philadelphia. Um, when you look at this schedule moving forward, it could be the season. Mayor, are you gonna you're gonna do it? You're gonna go crazy? You're gonna go crazy? Eddie Antar, insane? You're gonna say the Eagles are gonna win 17 straight games? Are you saying that? I, I believe that the, the team that we saw last night and the team that uh, Philadelphia has become, there the possibility exists that Philadelphia could win out this year. Um, I'm, I'm even looking, I'm, I'm trying to give the Dallas game, and I'm saying to myself, you know, that's enough time for Dak to be injured again. Yeah, um, but, uh, but of course it's enough time for Hurts uh, to get hurt. Man, I tell you. And it, I, I have to say, I like Gardner Minshew, but that team with Gardner Minshew – uh, I would think would lose at least three, four of these 11 games, and Prescott would win most. Of the, I'm sorry, uh, Hertz would win most all of them. I won't go 17-0 and because I just can't say it. I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I just can't say it. Uh, I have a number in my head. 
I'm going to hold mine till last. Mayor, you did it, right? 17-0. and 0. You said it, right? You know what? I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I didn't All do it in the beginning of the year, and right. I wanted to, and I was picking I losers because I felt I had to. I know. I'm glad. All right. I'm proud of you. All right, Bob, how many of these 11 games do the Eagles lose? All right. Well, they, they might be favored in every game they play. They are. Maybe. They I, are. I, I, wonder, well, I wonder about Dallas. Dallas, But, okay, barring, barring catastrophic injury, uh, they're going to be 14-3. and three. All right, um, I'm I'm going one better. Uh, I, I'll have you talk about that for a second, Bob. I'm I'm saying the Eagles are going to finish 15 and two. They're going to lose two games. They won't be in a row. They'll be spread out. It's just going to happen. One week, it's not going to go their way. Somebody's going to get hurt. Might even be hurts. I hate to say it. Hurts hurt. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx. Um, I'm saying 15 and two, just because. What you talk about all the time, Mayor, any given Sunday, and also things just aren't always going to go your way. Somebody's going to get hurt. I mean, I look at how that whole thing changed yesterday when that offensive line got banged up, and it could be worse than that at some point. It just it, things can happen. Bob, who are, are you? Just I know you. You're, you're a thinker. Who are the three that you pulled out of the air? All right. Well, you know, look, uh, I, I could well, you know, you, you're 15 and two could be could be more accurate than me. But that's, you know, you're an optimist and I'm a pessimist. <laughs> yeah, that, that's anyway, I'm going to tell you, it's the only difference between two and three. We're looking at this very similarly, but I'm looking at I don't see a third team that should beat them. I, I think they they're I think they're capable where they, they could win out and Mayor Kane uh, will, will will prevail here. I think they're going to lose to Dallas away. I'm just picking that as a loss. Uh, even though on my official scorecard here with Mayor Kane, I picked Philadelphia to win. Dallas is a bit better than I thought they were going to be. In that they showed a lot last night. And when it was 20 nothing, I thought, wow, there is separation between these two teams. And it's noticeable on both sides of the ball. And I will throw in coaching. Uh, Sirianni was out coaching uh, McCarthy like crazy dallas did make excellent adjustments at halftime though but i also got to add to it the injuries might inflate the value of the changes and the adjustments that that dallas made it may have been more the injured eagles than it was you know great great adjustments so i'm thinking that one's a loss and i'm thinking that they're going to lose the giants game at the end because of the eagles are doing what we think they're going to do my president is giving me stink eye it's only because the game's not going to mean anything that's the only reason i'm saying it uh i i have to acquit myself in a hurry uh what a timing what do i say these things for and keep the studio door open what am i doing uh at the, you couldn't have timed that for me to do that uh, in front of a great eagle fan and a great man. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm saying the Giants game is a loss only because it's not going to matter. I think by then the Eagles have the division long wrapped up. They'll have the best record in the NFC wrapped up. And then you're not going to go all out in that game. That's my that's my theory. That's what I think makes potentially. But, though, if the Eagles were 16-0 and going into that Saturday game, by the way, and two out of their last three games are on Saturday, by the way. So you've got short weeks 
um, twice in a row, you know, the 18th to the 24th. And then you have the um, 1st of January to the 7th of January. Incidentally, the um, 1st of January, uh, a great attendee at the Hurley Charity Dinner with Congressman Van Drew is going to that New Orleans game on New Year's Day. So thank you to our president for that. And it fetched $1,150 to our charity for two tickets. That was just sweet times infinity. I loved it. All right. So that's my rationale, Bob. Who are your three? Okay, so it's it's they're going to split with Dallas, split with the Giants, just like you. And I think there's there there's a wild card game in there. Tennessee's playing better. Uh, you know, they they there's there's going to be I think one other game that that'll be a big problem. Uh, and you know, the, the, there are issues with depth in certain positions. If they lose one of their cornerbacks, if they lose a safety, uh, that Kayvon Wallace is not ready for prime time at all. He he was in for Gardner Johnson yesterday when when he hurt his hand. Uh, thank Kevin, he was able to come back. Uh, and you know, we saw with with the left and right tackle uh, situation. If if you know, the the injury bug will hit hit every team so you know that that's i i can't count tell you a specific team they're going to lose to but i think one there will be one the old the old eagles losing a game they should win type of deal right yeah yeah boy i don't feel that this year guys i think mayor i think you're right about that i don't think that's uh that label is stuck to this team i don't think it is either it's just the nature of no one's done this since the Miami Dolphins, and now there's one. Well, they did it with 12, you know, trying to do it with 16. New England had it. I think they choked. They had it. Uh, but now it's 17. That That's five more games. Am I right about that? The Dolphins, it was a 12-game schedule then, right? Was it 12 or 14? Yeah, I think you're right. It was 14. It was 14. Still, now it's 17. It was tough enough when it was 16. All right, hold on, guys. We're going to take the last break. We're going to come back strong. Uh, let's take a look. Let's do this when we come back. Let's take a look at Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is better with their former starter turned backup, turned starter again yesterday than they were with their previous quarterback. I think that quarterback is now going to stay, in my estimation. They won a game that I think they otherwise would have lost. Is there anything to this Houston game? I don't know much about Houston. And then let's let's look at Washington. Let's look at the three games where that could take the Eagles to 9 and 0. Now in the Super Bowl season, the Eagles were 6 and 0. I don't know if the Eagles have ever been 7 and 0 or 8 and 0. I don't think they were ever 9 and 0. This team has a really good chance to be 9 and 0 by the 14th of November, one month from now. We'll be back. Don't go away. With Mayor Kane and with Bob Progner, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Democrats say that high inflation would go away after the Fed's rate hikes, but month after month, the numbers prove nothing has changed. In fact, Food and housing prices are still going higher. Meanwhile, 
Biden is still finding ways to print more dollars. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to take action to protect your savings from inflation. How? By diversifying your current retirement funds into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word PROTECT to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold IRAs. This 20-page guide will answer all your questions about using gold in your retirement account. This is the best way to stop your purchasing power from being stolen by Democrats like Joe Biden. So text PROTECT to the number 989898. That's PROTECT to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation or purchase required. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 56 minutes past the hour, 10 minutes until Brian Kilmeade. Uninterrupted with Mayor Kane, with Bob Progner. We're debriefing the Eagles' uh, sensational season, spectacular performance because... You know, when you're playing that uh, Sunday night late game, you are showcased. The Eagles, I mean, I think the league had already taken note. They're the only undefeated team in the entire NFL. But that was a statement victory because they brought it. And especially when they got out front 20 to nothing. I mean, they were just they were just having their way. Uh, And I'm I'm very um, pleased how confident Mayor Kane is that they're going to go. Uh, 11-0 for the uh, remainder of the season. Let's look at these next three weeks, though, because that's that's the most um, current issues that they'll have to deal with. Pittsburgh, I can't really, I hate to say it, because that's how you, you wind up losing a game you should win, but I just don't see Pittsburgh being able to hang with the Eagles. Do either of you, Mayor, first? That, that is, that's obviously going to be a, a, a... Good, good game for Philadelphia and and a, and a win for Philadelphia. Bob. Well, usually the Steelers lose to the Eagles in Philadelphia. We usually lose to them in Pittsburgh, and they they've got a better shot with Krabinski at quarterback than than Kenny Pickett. Uh, right, but remember you you're talking about when they used to lose. They were they were losing, you know, with uh, Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, and and not these people that nobody even knows their names. Yeah, exactly. You know, the schedule really looks. Great for the Eagles, and, and usually the the Thursday night game after you play a Sunday game that's usually brutal, especially away. That Texas Texans game is away, but the Texans aren't playing too well. So that you know, and then then they've got. By, by the way, you raise a really good point. That game is on October thirtieth, the Pittsburgh game, and they play again on November third, four days later. It's a really really good point. And that is not only playing four games later. The NFL didn't do them any, you know, favors. At least they didn't have them go to England. But because I, uh, by the way, you know, guys, I have a theory on that, and I've said it every year with the two of you. The teams that go to England get messed up. You, you know, six hours difference on the clock, uh, and the, the traveling and all of it. I mean, Green Bay is falling right into that. You go to England, you, you know, they lose there, and then they lose again here. Uh, I'm telling you there's something to that. I can't prove it, but I believe it. And, and I, I think it's almost provable. Well, this was a stupid one uh, because, you know, I'm getting messaged by stalkers and different people, Homer and all this stuff. So instead of just being me, you know, let Harry be Harry, I took the pressure and I picked Houston 
to beat the Eagles in that game uh, for no good reason other than I got peer pressured into it. There's a, a, a confession and a and a, a, just a piece of advice. Don't let anybody pressure you because I should have kept rolling like I was doing. Oh, Homer. Eagles, Homer. So I feel this necessity. All right, a home away game. We didn't know who was what then. All right, I'm going to pick Houston to beat the Eagles. And, and Mayor, you and I both fell for that uh, fool's gold. But anyhow, now that it's real, uh, how does that game go? Bob first. I think the Eagles are, are they're just too good. They're, they're, they're going to beat Houston. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation playing a Thursday game away, but uh, I just think the Eagles are just, there's just too much there. I, I don't see Houston upsetting. Mayor? Not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, I think the toughest run is going to be um, uh, Colts. Packers will be a win, and then Titans, Giants. I mean, that's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough yeah. stretch for Philadelphia, yeah, right there. I, I agree. This is good news. After having to play just four days later, the Eagles will then not play for eleven days. They'll play Washington on Monday Night Football at home, and on that stage, you know, before that Monday Night audience of the entire league watching, and and of course all football fans watching. I just see the Eagles demolishing Washington that night. I totally agree with that. Yep. Mayor? That should be, again, it should be a drill for Philadelphia. They should be able to come out, handle the game from start to finish. I don't I don't see any surprises happening there. All right, let's keep going. We know how you're going, Mayor, because you have the, them running the table. Indianapolis, Indianapolis on November 20th, six days later. Uh, you know, Frank Reich, I, I always liked him as a coach. Uh, yeah. they're, they're not playing. I mean, they're three. I think they're three. Are they three, two, and one? So I think they're record. I think they're on top of that division. Uh, that that I, that may may be one of the candidates for a loss, or or, or the Titans. That's that's my other loss. That's one like, of those, that's like so. a trap, like a trap possibility, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. see yeah. Uh, if you are correct yeah. about that. Indianapolis is in second place. They're because, in the south. Yeah, Tennessee is three and two, and they consider that a better record than three, two, and one, which is Indianapolis. So they're in second place uh, in that division. I don't even know what that's called, a half a game out. I don't know what that is, probably. Uh, so that's where that is. So that's, you know, that's uh, in a couple of weeks' time. That's two teams that they'll play uh, with only Green, Green Bay in between. Uh, and then Green Bay, at some point, I think, is going to be better than they are right now. Green Bay at the moment is three and three. And, and you look, Tennessee has had a very tough schedule, um, and and they have been in all of their games. Um, you know, they've 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 had a tough schedule. So, um, I'm sorry, Indianapolis. Forgive me. Indianapolis has had a very tough schedule, so uh, they've been in there. I think that's going to be a tough game for Philadelphia. I do too. I, th- I think you're right about that, and and they're winning uh, more than they're losing. I mean, they're three and two with five pretty you know tough games. Uh, Green Bay just perplexes me because there's more talent on the field than the result that they're getting. Uh, something is is broken right now. I don't know exactly what it is, 
but uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem like himself. Uh, they're, they're just not getting it done. How does that game go, Bob? They play that at Green Bay? No. no, 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 no. It's a that's, night game. That's, uh, the Eagles. The, okay. that's on the 27th, oh, yeah. and that's a, a, a home okay. game. It's, it's a night game, too. It's 8-20. There you so, go. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a win for the Eagles. Right. It's so, just night, night and day the way those teams are playing right now. So now we're at this Tennessee game where Mayor Kane actually did pick Tennessee in, in our picks before the year even started. I picked Philadelphia. Uh, that's a trap game. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I'm going, a good football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going. In fact, you know what? I'm going to peg that as my, my my third loss there. Okay. Uh, Mayor Can I think was right originally. You know, uh, the Eagles' running defense normally is great through the through the years, but it hasn't been that great this year. And that you know they've got a Derrick Henry. You know Tennessee's got a monster running back. So. I'll tell you, that I would just, I, I would, look, I, of course I want Mayor Kane to be right. 17-0 and 0 would be pinch me. It would be, I mean, unprecedented, never done, couldn't be done before there weren't 17 games. But just being undefeated with that many games would be very, in a league with this much parity, would just really stand out uh, in a big way. And then, of course, lock them in for the best record in the NFC and, and set this thing up where it could be absolutely beautiful. Uh, music is playing, which means, gentlemen, we have to go. Mayor Kane, closing comment. What, give us a closing comment on the energy level of the crowd last night. Just as a, a viewer on TV, it was palpable. That crowd was completely jazzed up, weren't they, Mayor? Oh, it was it was uh, it was a playoff excitement. Uh, that's what it felt like in the stadium last night. Again, uh, I can't remember the last regular game that uh, I did not actually sit in my seat um, until until the halftime show, and uh, and then you know starting the third quarter we were still sitting, uh, and that changed rather quickly. But um, uh, you know, uh, for the most part, stood the entire game. Philly fans were jazzed up; they were ready to go. It felt like playoff football in philadelphia mayor i appreciate bob i appreciate uh you know spending this time with you go birds and i think mayor at the end uh if if, if they played the uh, giants at the end and it doesn't matter it will matter for a perfect